Restaurant. Dame la vuelta. Gonzalo Duro. Yeah, I know some Portuguese. We're live. We're back in action with Week Night behind us. Let Week Ten remind us that the betting lines bust in our teams that we lose in trust. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Third and Three Podcast, starring Tricky Nicky Gist, the real deal, Damian Adams, and myself, the sports prophet, Jason Beerman. First, on behalf of Third and Three, we wish everyone who served a happy Veterans Day, and may those who fought so bravely rest in peace. Let us not forget those who risked their lives so we can live ours. And I like to celebrate Veterans Day, guys, as really like a, like a holiday if you want to call it for everyone who has served i know that it is you know again um something that we celebrate for those who have passed and those who again risk their lives for us but i like to celebrate everybody damien on this day so i i show my appreciation so much yeah now you definitely got to thank everybody who took time out of their life to serve better than day is for that so it's a day for us to celebrate those who took four, six, eight, 10, 15, 20 years out of their lives to you know, protect this country in so many different ways, right? We yeah. all, you think When people think about the military, I always think about the guy with the gun on the front line. There's so many other jobs yes. in the military that go on that are so important. Like I was a logistics specialist in the Navy. It was my job to order parts for the helicopters, for the ships. So I wasn't the guy on the front line shooting. I was the one that made sure they got there on time. There you go. <laughs> everybody's there you job, go. yeah. Everybody's job is important. So no please doubt. make sure that you thank those veterans that are out there, those who have served, those are still serving. Make sure you go ahead and you know thank them when you get a chance. Give them a free meal if you can. Yes. You know, hook them up with something a discount. <laughs> you know, you see little things you could tell. You know, usually veterans are you know Navy Federal members. If you see a Navy Federal card, give them a little discount. You know, something like that. So, no yeah, just hook them up, man, because like you said, the veterans are the ones that make it easy for us to be able to do what we do. So, yes, absolutely. And like you said, if you don't do your job, they can't do their job. And Nikki, mm-hmm. talking about jobs in the military, in the armed forces, women play a very big role now more than ever. They do. And it's uh, very admirable. And I do thank everyone that serves for us because I I couldn't like D all the respect to you. Like I just, I I know I couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd like sign up for boot camp to get in shape or something like that. But like, <laughs> like that's it. I don't. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> it, I was in the best shape of my life after yes, boot camp. Yeah, I was. I said six pack and like a little muscle on me. Yeah, <laughs> it'll get you in shape. Especially, I had a lot of uh, a lot of people who like to challenge authority in, uh, in my boot camp division. So we got in a lot of shape uh, because of that. You like because you challenge them. Your punishment: push ups, running, sit ups. So because of that, I was I was in a really good shape after boot camp. I bet, I bet, no doubt about it. Yep, then they'll they'll take care of you over there. They'll make sure you're in really damn good shape. They'll wake you up yeah. four o'clock a.m. Whatever it is, run thirteen oh, miles. You know, oh whatever. Oh my god! And, yeah, Nikki, I'm with you. I don't know if I can handle that, but uh, but to- if I ended up looking like was it Demi Moore, GI Jane? Yeah, like, yeah. If I ended up looking like that. I would I would do it. Oh that- yeah. But, but I that's, a, exactly yeah. Like that. yeah. that's the funny thing though boot camp is the hardest part like once you got a boot camp it's a job right and of course yeah. being on deployment being away from your family for you know months on end is hard but boot camp is way harder than the real military once you get in there because boot camp is to break you down 
make you realize what you're getting into. But once you get out there and you expect them to yell at you, like, nah, they most of the time they're not gonna yell at you unless you really mess up, <laughs> like do something wrong. But boot camp is when they're yelling at you, screaming at you. You oh, know, you come, if your uniform is wrinkled, they calling you a shit sandwich. <laughs> so, so you get stuff like that. But after boot camp, it's a job. And if you like it, it's something that you could make a career out of. So again, thank you guys for who have made a career out of being in the armed forces because four years was all I could do. So those who can do more than that and make a career out of it, much respect because it's definitely a hard life. Hey, four years is a lot, especially for a young man like yourself. So give yourself a lot of credit. D. I know that we do. No question. Appreciate and, uh, yeah, man. No, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, yeah, getting back to the show, this wonderfully weird ass podcast is presented by the sports column in conjunction with third and three podcast.com. That's where it's at right now. Articles are pumping out. He's getting a lot of action on the boxing. Great articles over there. Love it. Beautiful. You know, we put our predictions out, our picks every week. You know, our podcast is on there, of course, a freaky fantasy draft, daily articles. So check the website out. Be part of the third and three family. And speaking of family, I got my with me here. Here are the better half of the two thirds of this whole that we got, starting with ladies first. My podcast sister, Trenton's Trophy, Nikki Giss. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) What's up? What's up? Another Wednesday. Whoa, what a week. I know we're going to get into it, and I can't wait. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to get to. My God, another freaking wacky-ass week nine in the NFL. It was crazy, D. My podcast brother, who makes his older brother over here on the show look like a fool, usually with knowledge, but Nikki, the Phoenix phenom, I give you the real Indian <laughs> Adams. <laughs> oh, man. Appreciate the intro. Yeah, I'm becoming more and more Phoenix every day. So I like that nickname. Right. I'm out here now. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this show. Such a wacky week. I can't wait to get into it. Ooh, it was something. <laughs> it was something. Yep. We'll go over our records. We got, uh, you know, rant and recaps and everything. We'll start it for neighborhood news, but just to let you guys know that the power rankings are coming out. Uh, tomorrow, I know that we got Thursday night football, you know, Baltimore versus Minnesota. I don't expect a whole lot to change. We'll get to that game. Not Baltimore, Minnesota, Baltimore, Miami. Excuse me. I apologize. That was last week. Anyway, so it looks like Russell Wilson is going to be cleared to play. I mean, he's practicing, but he's on IR. So it's a real like weird iffy situation if he's coming back. But damn, Nikki, they need him more than ever if they're going to possibly get into the playoffs, which you know what? I don't even see as a reality right now. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, I don't either, but they do. They need him back. You know, we always talk about MVP and like we say that with like Christian McCaffrey and stuff like, damn, there's teams that just cannot function without certain players. And uh, Seattle certainly needs him. uh, So he's still on IR, but he's clear to play or he's. He's clear to play. He's on IR, but they say that he would actually be able to play this week. It's very confusing. I'm still trying to get the facts together. D I'm not sure if you know what the deal is, but. I think he's all right to play on Sunday. Yeah, I think the official IR ends on Friday. Okay. That's why he's, you know, going to practice. They're going to, you know, get around those rules, and they're going to get the loopholes in there and make sure he's ready to go. Uh, And I do think they have a chance, an outside chance, because the NFC, unlike the AFC, you have, the after you get past the division leaders, it's real sketchy there for the rest of the teams in the playoff hunt right now, including my Saints, right, where it's like you don't know if those teams are going to hold up. So if you're a team like Seattle who's behind right now, you're like, oh, we could get a little streak. Next thing we know, we're right there, right? If the playoffs, if the playoffs started today, Atlanta would be in the playoffs in the NFC. Ooh, <laughs> so, I was gonna say that. Yeah. 
how about yeah. that's got to piss you off so much. At four and four, they would be the seventh seed right now. It's exactly right. Yeah. So if you're looking at that, you're like, Atlanta's going to start to fall down eventually. We can get that spot. So I Seattle, you're like, okay, we got an outside shot at this. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, you know what? I want to actually check their record right now. What is it? Three and five. Hold on. Let me get it real quick for you guys. Unless you know off the top. Yeah. Three and five. They are Seattle. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got Cardinals eight and one in the division, Los Angeles seven and two, but things can happen in the second half. And there are 17 games. They got that one extra game. So you never know. You never know. Uh, speaking of Rogers who didn't play on Sunday, and uh, yeah, Green Bay, obviously not looking good. Love getting his first start. Um, they finally ended up scoring toward the end of the game. But Mahomes wasn't Mahomes in until really toward the end of the game. He started to feel himself a little bit. But, again, Rodgers coming back, um, I don't like the whole fact. Yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but you say what you want to say. It, it really bothered me the way that, he, you know, he said he was immunized. You know, again, I can't say that freaking word if I'm saying it right altogether. But, you know, leading us to believe that he was, in fact, vaccinated when he wasn't and not wearing a mask and I don't know if he infected other players and stuff like that but that really rubbed me the wrong way Nikki but him coming back on Sunday which it looks like is going to happen as long as he does have consecutive uh, negative COVID tests he'll be back and Green Bay has been playing great defense all of a sudden and they're missing two of their studs including Darius Smith they look really good right now and getting him back is real important and if they get Odell Beckham Ah, yeah. Look, you're skipping ahead, but that's okay. I want to talk. About that. I want to talk about that. Yep. Yeah, but I don't like. Uh, I don't like the way he went about it either. I mean, Carson Wentz was very much. I'm not vaccinated, but I'm going to wear a mask. And yeah. okay, like I'm not saying you. You know, I just I don't want to make it a thing. Like if you don't believe in it, you don't want to do it. Like I said, I've always maintained. I it's difficult to force people to do something they're not comfortable with, and for whatever reason, somebody may not be comfortable with it. Or giving it to their kids and that's your personal preference whatever i i am okay that's my choice but you know i don't lie about it <laughs> like that's you know thing. i wouldn't go around telling people i'm you know vaccinated when i'm not but um yeah i, I don't like the way he went about uh, aaron Rodgers in general rubs me the wrong way and i me think too. you probably know that like i just don't really like the way he goes about things. So just in everything he does, I just get rubbed the wrong way. So, but I did see, I think, did he get a fine or the organization got a fine? Because he didn't follow. I think the organization. Did. They both fine. did. Yeah. The organization got fined, I think 300,000 and Rogers only got fined 14,000, which is like a dollar to me and you, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. but so there's a little outrage about that. And, no, Nikki, I'm I'm with you. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the football player Aaron Rodgers, but the person and the way he goes about things, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of D. So I agree with her on that. And you know, he lied kind of like without lying. You know, he found his way to like circumvent around the truth, obviously. And uh, I just think that sucks. I don't know if he was honest with his teammates the whole time. You know, that may be something that may come out uh, later on, but um, it, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I think his teammates knew. I think the organization knew. Like they all knew what was up when he said I'm immunized instead mm -hmm. of saying, you know, vaccinated or not vaccinated. And part of that is on, I say us because I've been in those press conference rooms as a beat writer. Part of that's on us to have a follow up question. Once he says, yes, I'm immunized, that yes means something. Like, yeah. Yes, I'm immunized. Okay. What exactly do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And that 
just a fancy way of saying you're vaccinated. Because mm-hmm. immunized means like it's usually a group that can be immunized, not just one person. So when you say that, like, what exactly do you mean by that, Aaron? But I also know that you don't want to mess with those relationships. So the beat writers there, they're like, ah, I'll take it. <laughs> he said he's yeah, immunized. Cool. I'm not going to push too far on it. But there should have been somebody in that room to follow up on that question and maybe would have had the answer back then. Um, but with the whole thing he did on Friday, as far as going on Pat McAfee's show and spewing all this stuff out about him and you know Joe Rogan, yeah. as a podcaster, you have to respect Joe Rogan because he's the biggest podcaster in the game, <laughs> and you, you know we we want to have one one hundredth of his success one day, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm not going to go to Joe Rogan for my medical advice. Like he has. <laughs> very knowledgeable people on the show to guess he has like he'll have somebody on who knows their stuff like he'll get like the head of the cdc like he has that type of reach he can do yeah. stuff like that yeah and i'll listen to the guests for sure but joe rogan he's a comedian he you know he's a commentator for mma great podcaster but he's not the guy you should go to for i'm gonna do this because he said it <laughs> and do this and you know not tell people that i'm not vaccinated again like nikki said it's his choice he should have just stuck by it. Carson Wentz, Lamar yeah. Jackson, yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. He, he went extreme with it. If he dies, he dies. I die. You had people out there willing to stand by their choice of not being vaccinated. And that's all we cared about. Like, just let us know. Yeah. We'll know what's happening going forward. Mm-hmm. And if you, no one was going to kill him if he came out that day and said, not vaccinated. I did my own personal thing. Some people might have gotten on him for that, but at the end of the day, it'll last like a day instead of being something that lasted for two weeks like this has. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yep, didn't go about it the right way, and, uh, you know, he's so arrogant that he probably doesn't even give a damn right now. But, you know what, whatever. He does uh, definitely give off, uh, I'm smarter than everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, I'm the host of Jeopardy. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. He, he definitely gives you. off. Somebody said he has smart disease. <laughs> I like that. That's funny, actually. Smart disease. Uh, well, somebody who hasn't been playing smart the past three or four games and who was in the beginning, and I was happy about it, was Sam Darnold because he was my like little quantum leap man for the year, and it was looking good yeah. for a minute. But now he's going to be out for like a month, and PJ Williams is going to get the start. So, I, I look. I mean, Carolina couldn't get much worse on offense. So let's see what this guy does. You know, maybe maybe something will happen over there for Carolina, and they can sneak back into the playoff picture. They're not down and out. They still have a decent record, um, but they got to start beating good teams. That's one thing. And here's the team that I think is good, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. They're three and five, I know, but they've been losing these close games like to Arizona, who they should have beat on a chip shot field goal. Dallas, close game. Baltimore, who they lost to in overtime. Cleveland was another close one. I think Seattle as well. Every game they played has been like within three or four points. And I almost like feel bad for them, Nikki. Like, I mean, you've got like a little soft spot for Minnesota, you know, over here. And mm-hmm. I feel like they keep getting like, you know, just like dumped on like left and right. They just keep losing the close games. And you know what? We can look at coaching. We can look at Kirk Cousins, but he usually gets the job done moving the ball down the field. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the coaching aspect of it. But losing these close games is terrible because it's going to put him out of the playoffs. Yeah, probably is. Uh, it just sucks. But yeah, I think there's, you know, a lot of components you can look at. Sometimes they don't always put themselves in the best position to win or, you know, a little clock management or somebody's missing a field goal or, but that is why I say like, I feel like they're a house of cards because mm. like, 
uh, again, I know they've won a few games, but they were also very close. And you take those away, they could easily have no wins. Like oh any God. team just easily have no wins, it's them. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. we laugh about the Jets and Jacksonville, but I mean, I feel like they are like on a wing and a prayer every week. Uh, it's crazy. I know. It's like they could be 8-0 and or 0-8. It's really yes. unbelievable, Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you think them, you know, forget about making the playoffs right now, but do you think that they're a team that, you know, you don't not like are you scared to play on Sunday, but you know, you got to prepare for them with Dalvin Cook and then that passing game. The defense hasn't been great, but they've been getting to the quarterback a little bit more. I don't know. What do you think, real quick? Yeah, it's definitely a team you have to prepare for because they have weapons. I don't know if they're going to have Dalvin Cook with the news yeah. going on around him. We'll see. Um, but with even if you don't have Dalvin Cook, Madison's a really good backup who can fill yeah. that role. Yeah. Um, so they have talent all over the board. So they have talent there, but for some reason they can't just put it together. And they have these super weird games. Like when they, you mentioned the Cleveland game, they only scored seven points against Cleveland, right? And Cleveland's offense wasn't good that day. It was a bad Baker day. And they, they had like 14 points. That, it was 14-7, exactly. Yeah. So when you have those type of games that you can't get up for, when you Cleveland played their, like their B-minus game that day and you still can't beat them, that really shows me a lot. And that's why I was going into the year saying that this time of the year would be the time where Minnesota fell apart during this four week yeah. stand here. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I just see them falling apart, being a team that's talented. At the end of the year, they're going to be the team that costs somebody something. They're going to yeah, be a team fighting for a playoff spot that plays Minnesota. And that's when Minnesota's going to wake up and have one of those days where you're like, where was this all year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yep. A lot of inconsistency going on and over there that, you know, they, they get hot at the beginning of the game sometimes and then just completely fall off, or sometimes it could be the opposite way. But either way, uh, OBJ, all right, here we go. Let's talk about this quick. Um, he's officially a free agent, so uh, you know we didn't think that he was going to get signed through waivers. So now he can go wherever he wants and to whatever team wants him. So we're hearing, you know, like Kansas City's coming out, uh, Green Bay, obviously, New Orleans is another team, even Seattle's been talked about, Arizona because they're having, uh, you know, uh, health issues at the wide receiver position. So there's been a few teams named out there. Personally, I think Green Bay's a perfect fit. You put him next to Devontae Adams with a team that's already made. Their defense is playing great. Their offense, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and then you put OBJ over there, Nikki. So you were talking about that before. Damn, I, I Green Bay was the pick I would make. Yeah, I think the Saints, too, right, are yeah, interested, right? Um yeah, I mean, listen, we'll see. I have a different uh, perspective on OBJ just as a Giants fan. And I am working on like a little opinionated article that we'll see where he goes. And then I'll probably post it on our website. Um, but I I just want to know this. If he does go to Green Bay and he proceeds to drop balls because I do have stats on him. He's <laughs> like, no, I do. He's dropped. Um, he dropped half of his passes. So, I, which is nothing new for him. But if he goes to Green Bay and he doesn't get the ball and he drops the passes that come to him, is he going to tell Aaron Rodgers you aren't seeing the field like he told Eli Manning, like he told Baker Mayfield? I just want to know if that's going to happen. So, please, actually go to Green Bay and then tell Aaron Rodgers he's not seeing the field because I would love to see that happen. I really yeah. Love. I, I don't even think that he's got the cojones to do that, man. To be I honest. think he does. I think he does. Yeah. I think he does. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it would be the first. You know, no, I, I don't want to say that. I mean, you know, yeah. Elon Manning was a respectable quarterback. Let's not get crazy over here. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is like almost like football royalty or whatever. But no, D, I mean, you know, you go ahead with the topic over here, man. Shoot, shoot away. 
Yeah, now nah, Green Bay would definitely be a good landing spot for him. Like you can't if he did say that about Aaron Rodgers, everybody's just like, okay, now we see that you're actually the issue. Uh, <laughs> if he did that, um, now with the Saints, he would definitely be the number one option by far. But it's Trevor Simeon throwing you the ball and Taysom Hill at times instead of someone like Aaron Rodgers. So I could see he would pick Green Bay over the Saints on that aspect. But if he wants mm-hmm. to be a number one guy, Trevor right. Simeon is good enough, but he's, he's not somebody who could is good enough to not have that criticism come from OBJ or OBJ's dad or whoever made the video. Yeah. Well, no offense to the Saints, no offense to the Saints, you know, but they almost feel it almost feels like they're out of contention now for, you know, a real Super Bowl run with Trevor Simeon being back there or uh, or Taysom Hill. So the thing is, he wants to definitely go to a winning team. And again, I'm not calling the Saints a losing team, but they that may deter him from going there. No, that's it's true. Like if you look at from the outside in, you know, we depend on our defense a lot. You know, that's one of the, we're gonna get into that. And that's one of the reasons we lost that game. Our defense wasn't on point like it normally is. So when you're depending on the defense so much and the defense has a bad game, you know, the offense isn't gonna come through like that because we don't have the weapons. But OBJ could be that difference making weapon for you yeah. if he really believes in his talent that much. So yeah. that's the thing. If he believes in his talent. And you know he'll be the number one option in New Orleans. And you get to go back home. You know, you'll be in a safe space. You know, people will be easier on you there. So it's a thing that I think he can look into. But the Packers would be hard to, to pass up. Yeah, it definitely would be. You know, he wants the ball and he will get – look, Devontae Adams accounts for like 54% of their offense. So he doesn't need to be doing that. You know, you give OBJ some passes, you know, he'll, he'll be happy. He'll get the ball. Aaron Rodgers will be happy to throw him the ball, in my opinion. You know, the yeah. guy can freaking play. You know, so let's let's be real about it. Um, yeah, real quick, I, if you guys you know watch that Monday night game, the officiating was just like insane with the Chicago Pittsburgh game. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they they really missed that rough in the passing call on Justin Fields. I mean, this guy took I forgot who it was, but he took like two or three steps and then hit him after he threw the ball. And then that taunting call. You guys know I, I'm for the taunting. I'm look, Mike Tomlin's my boy, and he's backing me up on this. He's all for the taunting, and he he said that. But at the same time, man, it, th- this was kind of hard. Like, I, the only thing why I would agree with it, Damien, and then Nikki, I want to go to you, is because he did, you know, he celebrated, and then he started walking toward the bench. So I'm not even talking about him, you know, interacting with Harvin, the punter, but him taking those steps, walking toward the bench, kind of, I mean, that is taunting. So I understand why he threw the flag. But the other freaking weird part about it is, is that the referee hip-checked him. I mean, he was throwing the flag anyway, but you saw the referee hip-checked him. And that he should get fined for that suspended something, man. So let me get your thoughts about that. And then, Nikki, I want to hear yours. Well, the taunting penalty was absolutely horrible. Like, I could see in that point in the game, you get a time penalty, you got to go crazy. If I'm the referee, it's the fourth quarter. Like, I could see that in the first quarter, maybe. Like, you're setting the tone, throw the flag, hey, y'all got to chill out. Rest of the game, I know what's up. Fourth quarter, you gotta go crazy. Like you gotta stand over your guy, like basically just teabag him. Like you gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> what that kind is- of game are you watching, D? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do something that crazy for me to throw the flag at that point. Like you gotta do something outside of the box for me to throw a taunting penalty at you because that changed the game. It changed the game at that point. You can't. The referee shouldn't be deciding important moments in the game like that with penalties like that one it's too subjective yeah. i know ryan clark uh, went on a rant where he says we needed to be definitive what can i do 
after I make a big play. Because he's like, you work so hard. Because you think about football, it's mostly practice, right? It's oh, mostly yeah. practice and watching tape. And then you, you have that one game per week. Yep. So, so much work goes into it. And then you, you make that play. You read it perfectly. You saw the tape and you all that energy making that play. And you expect them just to make the play. And it's like, oh, I made the play. And they scoot off. Like, no, you're going to be excited. You're going to taunt. You're going to do these things. Like I said, as long as you don't go crazy with it, I'm fine with them having a little just umph after making a big play. So the time penalty was horrible. But like I said, the Bears got a lot of bad calls in that game. They did. Yeah, the, yeah, the Bears got screwed over a little bit. And, Nikki, before I go to you with your thoughts, Mike Patton and Wade, and first of all, he thinks that uh, OBJ would be going to the Saints, so that'd be great for you. But he said he knew what he was doing. The ref didn't decide it. The player did. And, yeah, I, I, again, I, I tend to agree with him. Nikki, it's it's the celebration after, fine, you can do what you want, but the whole walking over toward the bench is taunting. And, again, that is a flag. And we may not – we may like it or not, but it's the rules. And the players are going to have to start conforming to it. Yeah, you got to follow the rules. We know that. But I'm glad you guys brought this up because these are actually my tomatoes for this week. Oh, I freaking perfect. hate the taunting rule. Okay. I oh. hate, well, I hate rules in general. Okay. But I, <laughs> I have to adhere to them. Like, I just like to live by my own set of rules. But yeah. here's the thing. Okay. So, the, <clears throat> it, like D said, it is way too subjective. Okay, games are already decided, like on close calls. You want to call it on like a catch or something? I understand. Okay, one, two feet in, we all we know we can look at it, we see it. The taunting, like your definition of taunting and my definition of taunting, are going to be two different things. I don't understand why this is a thing. This doesn't move the league forward. And <laughs> you want to hear the arguments for the other side? My children are watching. Nobody gives a shit about your children, all right? I do not give a damn. You are the parents. Tell them that that's unsportsmanlike. Like, I know there's a fine line. But also, these are like, these guys are like refrigerators. You're asking them to get psyched up, right, to run into somebody, practically knock their head off, and you think they're not going to have, like, pent-up emotions or something's going to come out. It's going to come out. You're not going to be able to control your emotions all the time. So if you don't like it, I think that you could change the channel. The other argument is, oh, well, it could start a fight. But this league has been around 100 years. I, I, like, fights are rare, right? We see them once yeah. in a while. It's not like, oh, you know, hey, Jay, taunted you, and now I'm going to punch you in the face. It's usually not how it goes, like, at all. It's usually, like, the bottom of a, you know, scrum pile. But I just, okay, why wasn't Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you? Why is that not taunting? I guess because he was talking to fans. <laughs> D, I don't okay, know. Well, that's yeah. my point, Jay. Yeah, why, is that not, yeah. why is that not taunting? You could taunt the fans, but you can't taunt. I don't get that. So it's because it's yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So I just think it's way too subjective. And if you want to move the league forward, how about like no tolerance policy for like people beating their wives and girlfriends or something like that? Like, but no oh. taunting. I mean, come, like, just come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, well, I you know what? The, it's good because we are actually we're leading right into, you know, applause and tomatoes. So it worked out perfectly that you went into it. Uh, Mike's just saying real quick, the uh, you know, that I got an argument. If it gets out of hand, then who gets the black eye? The league gets the black eye, basically. So, look, I understand. And you know what, Nikki? It does cause fights. You see that when there's taunting, if somebody gets slapped in the helmet, then the other person retaliates, and then there's a flag on the team that went last, you know? So Wait, stuff Jay, like- is it a safety, is it a legit safety concern? They're playing friggin' football. 
a safety concern is is holding a safety concern. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying is, is 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 taunting a legit safety concern, like safety yeah. for the players. Like it could be, but they're playing football. I understand they're playing football. What if he grabs you by the face mask and rips your neck off your freaking shoulder pads? Well, yeah, that's a face yeah. mask. Not that's a, common, a face though. mask. That's not <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not within the play. No, no, not within the play. I'm talking about I get in your face, Damien. You shove me in the face. I get pissed off. I grab your face mask, and I'm ripping you this way and that way, and all of a sudden you got a neck and a spine injury. Why can't that happen? It could, yeah. but I'm saying that it doesn't happen – uh, like a lot, you don't really. Yeah. Thank God, it does. I've never really seen taunting. Every time somebody taunts, turns into yeah. like a usually, flaunt. yeah. Usually, when there's the fights, it's you know, wide receiver pushing a cornerback after yeah. the play. It's not usually like a guy scoring a touchdown and then he celebrates and that's what starts a fight. It's usually not like or a guy getting a sack celebrating and that starts a fight. You rarely see that. So I feel like you should be able to celebrate as long as you're not going extreme with it. Like I said, as long as you're not doing something extreme. But him walking towards the sideline and then going back wasn't extreme. Like he didn't do anything that stood out to her. Like you're like, dang, he's going kind of crazy. Like it would have, for me to call it, I would have to see something like just extremely disrespectful and be like, yo, if he did that to you, you want to fight. That would have to be my thing. Like it would have to be something that I feel like, yo, this this is crazy. But the why does, hunting, have, why does it have to come to a fight though? Look, this guy did a 360 karate kick in the air after he sacked him. Woo! All over the, you know, jumping around. Why do you have to go to the side? There's no reason to. Again, you know the rules. You know that you are possibly going to get called for this and screw your team over. Let's think about that part of it. You're screwing yeah. your team over. I understand the rules, and you know what? Maybe they're going to bend them a little bit next year. That's very possible. But I, I'm still, again, I still don't think that taunting necessarily belongs in the game. We had that argument. You thought our guys thought I was crazy in the beginning of the year, but. Yeah, they're, they're being hard on. I think there's been 23 taunting penalties called, and I don't agree with all of them. Some of them have been total BS, where a player is just getting up and they bump helmets accidentally. So that's a bunch of nonsense. I agree with you there, and that's where the subjectivity comes in, Nikki. I understand that. So maybe they do have to define the rules a little bit more. Um, but I, again, I just don't know why he had to add on and walk toward the sideline and. Stare him down. I don't know. I, I just don't know why like, I have to do the thing that. is it, the walking over to the sideline may be unnecessary. It is. But it, it wasn't unnecessary to the point where you should throw a flag and cost that team in that aspect. Now, I know what you're saying. The player has to be more disciplined, right? But also, this is a super physical, emotional game. It's like when in basketball, if you dunk on somebody and you get emotional, you're like, ah, you scream. They're like, tech. You just dunked on somebody. You know how hard it is to dunk on another person? Yeah. And you, right. you, in that moment, you want them to just be like, Ugh, and, okay. Stop. It's impossible to ask somebody to do that. Like, you have to yeah. be able to stop them. Like, perfect example, I play basketball. This past Saturday, first game, the guy I'm guarding is hot. I can't stop him. Like, he's making everything. I'm playing great defense. He's just making all his shots. I can't get mad at him for talking trash when he's making no shots. I got to adjust. Next time I played him, I adjusted, made tighter defense. He couldn't taunt because he wasn't making shots. So that's the thing. If you want them to not taunt, stop them from sacking you, stop them from scoring. And unless it's something extremely crazy, it shouldn't be a taunting penalty call. You should okay, have but they don't have that rule in the NBA. There's no taunting rule in the NBA. There is one in the NFL. They call a technical foul, though. Like if somebody 
goals. If you're egregious, world. yeah, you have to be real egregious to do something that's like that. Point. It should be the but same way in NFL. All right, and and that's your opinion, and that's fine. But you know what? They have the rule, and and just to you know, again, there's no winning argument here. We're talking back and forth, and I love that you know whatever we can disagree and we can bullshit, and it's all good in the end. Um, just real quick, Mike Patton backing it up a little bit, saying that you know he played ball all the way through college, and he's seen it happen where it goes over the edge and there's a brawl on the field because people get out of hand. And you know what? Yes, in college you're a little bit younger, I understand, but we see it in the NFL as you know we do see it, and the point is is that. They feel like taunting this belonging game. They put the rule in. The referee threw the flag. Half the people like it. Half the people don't. So it's split down the middle uh, pretty much from what I've seen. But this So is, I can understand you guys' yeah. argument. I can totally no, get it. You know? This is my only thing, like what Nikki said. In the NFL, have we seen a taunt lead to a clinch, like a bench-clearing brawl where everybody comes out it's dangerous. Wow. Not a the fans are in danger. Which NFL yeah. is? It'll be hard to put the fans in danger because the way the seats are set up. But like it's it isn't a safety hazard for these guys to celebrate. Like I said, and if you're doing something egregious, that's when the flag comes out. Okay, you're being disrespectful. You're going too far with it. But just doing a little celebration after a sack, you took three steps towards the other sideline. You go back because he was cut by them too. So he. He's feeling himself a little bit. Oh, look what I did. Yeah, he yeah. Really, yeah, he, he, looked, he took a little look. Like, oh, look what I did. Y'all could have had me. And then he goes <laughs> back to this, like, it's cool. It's cool to do that. Like, I there's emotion on there. That's emotion there. The guy yeah. just came up from the practice squad, working his whole life for that moment. Like, he's a guy who's practice squad guy, been cut by the teams. He gets that moment. And in that moment, he's got to be mild-mannered. That's well, impossible. It's impossible. Impossible, my ass. Be a freaking grown up, and you know what? Your ass got cut by that team, and you know what? You made one play all year, and now you're famous for that one play that you made all freaking year long. Like so Odell the- Beckham, he was famous for the one handed catch. What have you done since? <laughs> yeah. Drop a bunch. Odell was just sitting somewhere and just caught a stray in the neck. Just yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> Odell definitely listening right now. Listen, Too many viewers out there for all playing in the league. I think. I'd get my team would hate me because I would get so many taunts. <laughs> I can't hold it in. Oh man. Uh, sometimes you have to, you have to, but all right. That was great. Tomatoes to start it off. It came off with a, with a beautiful <laughs> argument that ended up, you know, you know, somewhat factitiously, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> if, they, if they do uh, change the rules in the end of it, but D why don't you throw your tomatoes? What do you got after all that? All right. So initially my tomatoes were going to be at Aaron Rodgers, but we already, Talked about Aaron Rodgers. So my bad. Um, now nah, we're good. Um, I will throw my tomatoes at uh the Saints wide receivers. All mm. right. So if you guys watched the Atlanta and New Orleans game, we didn't play, we basically didn't show up to the fourth quarter. <laughs> like we were <laughs> we were boo-boo for the whole game. The first half, a lot of people were like, Oh man, you guys are really missing Jameis, which we are, but it wasn't Trevor Simeon's fault. Like I'm talking about ball right here, just, mm. just <laughs> like five, six times in the first half. And we got off to such a slow start. Maybe it was the momentum of beating Tampa Bay. And we celebrated that win. We came into this one taking Atlanta lightly, which you never, you never should do because it's a big rivalry game. You should never take your rivals right. lightly. You know they're going to bring that A game for you. Yeah. Um, so I have to throw my tomatoes at the wide receivers and also at defensive coordinator. Dennis Allen has done a great job for the Saints these past few years. So the Saints defense has been good. After years of being a bad defense and having Drew Brees carry us, 
we finally got a good defense now to where it's kind of reversed now on right. where the defense is carrying us. And Dennis Allen has been a big part of that. But he he coached a horrible game, in my opinion, on Sunday. Just so many plays where I saw wide receivers wide open where we weren't playing our game. And at the end, we finally get the lead. We had this crazy comeback. I'm like, oh, Atlanta's about to do what they do. <laughs> just can't give up this lead. And we let them get down the field on one play, basically, yeah. where we're playing press man-to-man for some reason with no help over the top. And that's how they get down the field. So I had to throw my tomatoes at the Saints wide receivers and tight ends for dropping the ball in the first half and the defense coordinator for not being able to close out the game once we came back. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, last week in our rant and recap, I was saying, yeah, the, the Saints defense so for real and everything. And I believe they still are. It could have been just yeah, a team and everything. Yeah. had a bad day. But I got to tell you, man, Atlanta, if they didn't have Corderell Patterson, I don't know if they'd be winning any games. That guy is absolutely a monster. Special teams, running back, wide receiver, tight end. The guy, he does everything, man. He, yeah. he, wow, what a player. Was, He's been around. Yeah, speaking of him, that was one of the reasons that – I was so mad defensive coordinator. You know he's not a normal running back. Yep. So when he comes and lines up out of the backfield, you can't put a linebacker on him. Like no. That when I no. first, first things we did, I saw him come out of the backfield and I saw a linebacker guarding him. It was Paul Alexander, who's really fast for a linebacker, but he's a linebacker. So you don't want him guarding by receivers. That's what Cordero Patterson is. He just happens to be big enough to be a running back because he's, yeah. like, he's just not normal with his size and speed. It's, but, it's amazing. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that line, I'm like, oh, they're going to Patterson. And what happened? Yep. Straight, straight to Patterson on the on the mismatch. So yeah, I, I feel like our defense coordinator had a bad day. Yeah. Minnesota couldn't figure it out, Patterson, but somehow Atlanta, out of all teams, has pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with football with my tomatoes over here. Um, I've just noticed throughout the entire year, and I'm surprised we haven't even talked about it on the show. There are too many teams that are just going for it on fourth down in the weirdest places. I'm talking about you know passing up a field goal in the first quarter. In in like to, you're up seven nothing. Instead, you want to go 14 nothing, but why wouldn't you pass up? A, you know, it's fourth and four. Why go for it? Go hit a 30-yard chip shot. I, I see it at their own 39-yard line in the first quarter. Team's going for it on fourth and two. You had trouble getting eight yards on three downs. What makes you think you're going to get two on the net? I, I just don't understand the thinking behind this. And a lot of teams go with this analytics and statistics and, yeah, we can make it a four. And you know what? Sometimes they do. But it doesn't mean it's not a stupid-ass thing to do. I think it is really dumb, and it has put a lot of teams who, you know, like the Chargers are one team that love to go for it on fourth, and it don't freaking matter how many yards it is, and it don't matter what yard line they're at. They love to go for it on fourth down. They don't care. They think they're going to get it, and that's a reason why they've lost, you know, the few of the games that they had this year. They put themselves in bad positions. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, Nikki, but I'm seeing teams going on fourth down from – the weirdest spots in the weirdest times in the game where it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They're feeling themselves like, all right, <laughs> I'm going for this. Silly. Um, I'd probably be a conservative coach. <laughs> Actually yeah, like just that Tom Coughlin, like style, like take the points, like just yeah. take the points. Cause it always comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. It really does more times than not. It'll come back to bite you in the ass. So yeah, I mean, I, I know, the analytics say, and and but this isn't baseball, and I hope it doesn't trend into baseball because it's so freaking boring. Yeah. Uh, right. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I um I just think like take the points because usually sometimes it's not gonna work out for you. Yeah, it's that situation. I saw it over the weekend. Not that right? kicking's been any better. I mean, yeah, so really. I, I know. 
And you guys know how I feel about kicking. I want them all out of the damn game. So if I had it, then you'd have to go for it on fourth down every time. But that'd be a different rule that would be in effect. Rule being the operative word over there. But no, D, I mean, you know, just like your your quick thoughts, how you feel about it. If you've noticed that, again, teams, like I saw it over the weekend. I'm forgetting which team it was, but they were up 7 nothing. It was the first quarter, three minutes left. It was fourth and I think about four. And they decided to go for it. They didn't get it where they could have got a chip shot field goal. They were inside the 15-yard line. I don't understand these things. Yeah, for me, I don't mind going for it on fourth down, but like fourth and two or shorter is kind of my thing. Like, And because at that point, I want my team to believe like we can get two yards. Because right. if I was a coach, my thing would be we are a physical team. My offensive line would be I would try to get the best offensive line so that we can make those plays and make sure we can get two yards. Or we can do a if it's fourth and inches for sure we can do a quarterback sneak, uh, but with teams like the Chargers for example they go for it a lot on fourth down all the time and, yeah all the time but it's for them it's an analytics thing they're like okay we know on this play we should have got it but we missed the guy so we can do this play on fourth down and get it they've done like fourth and sevens fourth and eights right yeah. yes yeah and yeah. they've actually like been able to convert those Sometimes so for a team like that you're like okay I see why they do it because that's their thing they're like they're we're confident. We know, like, the reason we didn't get on the first three downs is because we didn't execute. Now we can do it on this down. And you have Justin Herbert that helps as well. Uh, so when you have teams like that, if that's your mindset to be aggressive, like Sean Payton in the years we had good offenses was aggressive. If, yeah. we're, in that, if yeah. we're in that in-between zone where, like, a little too far for a field goal, but you don't want to punt from there, and that, that little in-between zone, I don't mind people going for it there, like fourth and three from the 50. Like, eh, I don't mind it. Because then if you don't make it, it's a short field, but it's not crazy short. Like if on, the, I wouldn't do it at all on my side of the field. Like I feel like that's, it, like I said, unless it's fourth and inches and it's where you have to go for it or you just feel super comfortable getting that one yard. So part of me is for it because you love the aggressiveness, but you also want to be smart about it. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, like you say, doing it from your own side of the field, if you're on your own, like really 35, 40-yard line, it's a rest. What, what if you have a fumbled snap? You know, anything can happen, and the other team gets the ball. You know, we see stuff like that happen all the time. So that's my tomatoes went real quick. Real, real quick. Yeah, I could freaking go <laughs> quick. All right. Uh, how about the Josh Allen, Josh Allen combination? So Josh Allen <laughs> of the Jaguars sacks, intercepts, and recovers a fumble from Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills, and of course, as we know, in the field goal game, that was just a fucked up field goal game, 9-6, Jacksonville gets to win over Buffalo, which screwed all of us up. I mean, Lock City was unlocked completely. That was a hot freaking mess over there. But I think that is amazing that, you know, not only, you know, the same name, obviously, playing against each other, which, yeah, let's be fair, it's somewhat of a common name. But for him to get all those statistics, uh, you know, Damien, at the same time, I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, no, nah, it was definitely funny. People had a lot of fun with it on Twitter. Yeah. So when it was like Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, it was pretty dope. And I'm glad to see him balling out. He was somebody who, when he came out of college, people really had high hopes for him. So I'm glad yeah. to see him coming into his own now and really yeah. starting to show that potential as well. But the Bills, what is going on? <laughs> like, what is going on there? Like, I know so many people have probably lost a lot of money on that game. The fact that they couldn't score 10 points. It's not like Jacksonville just had this crazy game where everybody played well. Their offense was shitty. Horrible. <laughs> and they still Horrible. was able to win this game 9-6. to six. So the Bills, are you worried about the Bills at all, or do you think it's just like a weird game? It, I, I, you know, I think for the most part it's a weird game, but I've been seeing something over the past few weeks where that offense just is not the offense it was last year. 
Yeah. I think there's a lot of things going on with both them and the Chiefs where they're not settling for four-yard, five-yard gain mm. get instead of trying to go downfield. Yeah. And yeah. it's something that as those guys, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, probably they have the two biggest arms in the league. When you think about guys like that, they want to use that arm and go down the field and don't want to just check down and do what's considered boring to them and just take that 12, you know, 13, 14 play drive. I think that's the problem with the Bills, but they've been able to overcome it more than the Chiefs have. Yeah, Nikki, what do you think? You know, the, the Bills and Chiefs, like, you know, Damian mentioned, you're kind of in the same spot. Um, do you think that they try to get back to what they were doing right or correct things that were wrong? You know, they both have very good coaches, but obviously have not been playing up to what we had expected. Yeah, I mean, I I would think. I would say Buffalo will get back to where they are quicker than quicker. Yeah, Kansas City. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with Kansas City. Super uh, over, too much hype. Like, just, you know, feeding into all, like, you know, their heads are too big. I don't know, but yeah. something is not right. Andy Reid needs a bye week. That's what he needs because we know how great <laughs> he is after that. So maybe things will get yeah. figured out. We'll maybe. see. Uh, all right, Deep, applause. For my applause, I'm going to go boxing. I've been writing <laughs> writing a lot of boxing articles. So I'm going to bring it to Canelo Alvarez becoming the first undisputed champion at 168-pound super middleweight and did it in the span of 11 months. You don't normally see that from big-time fighters nowadays. They're fighting, you know, twice a year most at most. At most. Yeah, and he, to go four times in 11 months to accomplish this goal is major. And he's already an all-time great, and it's going to be only half over. He's accomplished so much already. You have to give him respect for doing this. He's not only the first undisputed super middleweight champion but first mexican born undisputed right right and when you think about the just great history of mexican boxing for him to be the first one to do that is major um so he's going to go down not only as you know one of the greatest mexican fighters of all time but one of the greatest boxers of all time period we look at his career the one loss to mayweather and now he's going on this run these past few years where he's just dominating and i'm just so interested in what he's going to do next so I want to give my applause to him for just letting us witness greatness because that's what we're witnessing right now. I got to appreciate it. Yeah, man, I like that. That's a that's a great applause, and I got to tell you, he is a hard hitter, man. When he pops you on that chin, you can see that sweat flying off big time, man. He can, yeah, he can fight. Nikki, you know, want to watch a boxing match? I recommend Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, no, I read these articles. I'm like, well, it's really great. Like, if you don't know anything about boxing, which I I don't, that's why I just listen to you guys. Um, but yeah, no, your articles like they're really good for someone who just really has no background in it. No so. doubt, well, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate that. it. No doubt, <laughs> excellent. Yep, easy read, great stuff. Check it out on third and three podcast.com and more. Nikki, your applause. Uh, my applause this week is going to speaking of greatness, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, but I'm giving him applause because I think he's. And rightfully so. He did get a lot of criticism, right? He can't lead the Ravens to a win when they're behind, when they're in a deficit. Um, he can't throw the ball. So he came into this season 0-6, right, when, trying, when the Ravens were double digits behind. He is leading them to a win every single week. They're behind, and he's 
leading them to a win. So that is not the case anymore. He's had measurable improvement in his stats. And for all the criticism that he got, and rightfully so, I do think that it's time he does get a little applause because I think he gets overshadowed sometimes. He really is a great talent, and he is fighting every single week. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. I mean, he is – when we talk about MVPs and who means more to the team than anybody, you know, him and Derrick Henry, you know, come to mind, you know, first and foremost more than anybody. I mean, without Lamar Jackson, I don't know what they'd be doing, D. I know that. Just to go back to uh, your boxer real quick, he, uh, Mike Patton said he wish pl- uh, Plant had more power. But, uh, yeah, that, that comes with it, especially when you're fighting at that size, man. That power really comes into it. But Yeah, now he's a – you know, Nashville, but Plant's a guy from outside of Nashville, so Mike Patton was rooting for him. Yeah. In the fight. And Plant fought a good fight. He did, for sure. He His defense was on point good movement like a lot of the keys that i brought up in the the preview article he did but without that power he wasn't able to make canelo think about it so canelo just walking yeah. through and next thing you know eventually that stalker's going to get you and that's what canelo did yeah right didn't make him afraid no doubt no doubt yeah no nikki uh that's that's definitely a great applause lamar jackson i mean again uh talk about mvp that is the guy right there he may be the front runner as you speak especially with derrick henry being out right now um yeah, don't know where they'd be without him, really, you know, because that defense has not been playing up to par. They let up 34 points this past weekend to Minnesota. Um, yeah, you got to wonder about this stuff a little bit. Yeah. All right, Damian, it's your turn to rock and roll, man. Bragging rights and crow bites, baby. Yes, sir. This is where we get to brag about what we got right, if we got anything right last week. <laughs> we get to brag about that. And we also have to be humble as well and eat our crow when needed. Um, but we're going to start with bragging rights. Let's start with Jay this week. What you bragging about this week? All right. Um, to be honest, I, we'll go over our records in a little bit. I got a couple of things I could brag about. Um, but I am happy that look, I called a couple of things in our uh, in our four uh, rundown. I'm not play a player that said so the Titans recover and the Vikings recover. They both did. But my biggest one is going to those Fugazi Raiders. I told you, <laughs> Giants beat them at home. I said it was going to happen for you, Nikki, and it did. Yeah, it did. Uh, no, I appreciate that. No doubt. I gave them what they needed. You know, I sent out the yeah. aura. Sent out know, the vibes and yes, all the goodness. Yes. Yes. All the goodness. Yeah. Brought it over to Jersey. You know, Thank made you. it happen. Yep. So the Giants. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Raiders only scored 16 points. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to brag about that one over there, D. No, that's some good bragging rights right there. Definitely some good calls. What about you, Nikki? Oh, uh, I think I really didn't get anything right this week. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, it was so bad. Um, um, I did say to take the under for the Dallas and Denver game, and that's probably one of the only things I got right. (laughs) Got it right, though. Yeah, we we didn't see the exact outcome coming. Maybe we thought it would be 30-16 the other way, but nevertheless, you got the under right, so well done. All right. Yeah, so for my bragging rights, I don't really like to brag about this, but I was correct. A few weeks ago, I said Tyrod Taylor – Sit down. Do not come back. Yes, you, <laughs> you did. Play, yep. You played. You played some great games, or a great game and a half, pretty much, to start the year. You had Houston looking like a credible football team. Do not come back to this team now. He came back and just looked horrible mm. against Miami. So I hate to brag about it, but I was right. You should have just sat down, say, "Hey, coach, let the rookie get his chance. Let him get groomed and really get that game speed, so he can be ready for next year." So you could assign with somebody else who's looking for a quarterback. Because now people are going to be like, oh, you threw three interceptions against Miami. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you did say that, D. You said, I mean, you were very clear about that. Yeah. You said, I would not play another down for that yeah. team. You said, <laughs> yeah. yep. You did say that. D again, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he definitely should have listened to me on that one. But now, now let's get to the crow bites on things that people should not have listened to us about. Ah. <laughs> so let's start with you, Jay. All right. Well, you know what? You kind of led me into it with Miami. I was adamant. I'm like, this team's definitely making the playoffs. I didn't say, you know, Buffalo had winning the division, but a wild card team. I was like, absolutely. I'm Brian Flores, coach of the year. Big <laughs> That's right. I, ever, I did. Yep. I said that. I know. I'm not. Hey, I said Mike McCarthy last year. We're <laughs> very honest on this show. We, we, we tell the truth. Oh, we do. Yep. And you'll hear it in our records and everything like that and how wonderful we did in fantasy and all that stuff when it comes up. But um, yeah, uh, Miami is not a playoff team. They're what, two no. and seven or something like that. There's nothing that can save this season. So I'm sorry if you actually listened to me and said Miami was going to be a playoff team and you put money down on that. I totally screwed you up my bet. <laughs> That's a tough one because uh, no one expected it to be this bad. I think me Ooh. and Nikki had to miss in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. We definitely had to be competitive. Yes. Yeah. So it was no one expected to see this. No. Gosh. Nope. I certainly did not. So, uh, yeah, I got to eat crow on that one, my friend. All right, Nikki, what you eating crow on this week? Oh, my God, everything. Like, it, I'm telling you, I went back through my notes last week, and I was just like, oh, my God, Nick, like, you shouldn't even come on the show. I don't know if I'm more embarrassed for me or, like, the Buffalo Bills. Like, I just, like, don't. I don't know. It's so bad. But I guess the biggest thing I have to eat crow on is uh, thinking that Jordan Love could do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that Green Bay might be able to pull out this win, which I give credit to their defense. But I, I was like, no, I'm not changing my pick. They're they're yeah. gonna do, Aaron Rodgers don't matter. Like, yeah. but I, I don't know. Maybe I had an edible or something last week. But like, <laughs> <laughs> somebody slipped something in, in a dinner. That's you know <laughs> what happened over there. Uh, it's Nikki. I'm right there with you. I'm you know eating off the same plate when it comes to yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure, like, because. I wasn't thinking Jordan Love's going to come in and just explode and right. be great right away, but I thought he could be decent. Do something. Like he, yeah, give us something. And the fact, and it didn't help that he missed two field goals as well. Right. That's your 13 13 right there. That's right. But he definitely should have been able to do something. He, they kept doing the same thing. They was like, oh, we're just going to blitz everybody. Yeah. Adjust. <laughs> like, you don't know. Now he's, he's his first start. He's essentially a rookie. So you don't want to be too hard on him, but. I didn't see anything that made me say, oh, they're ready for Aaron Rodgers to leave. <laughs> I didn't see yeah. anything anything yeah. to show that. So, yeah, that's another thing that you know, Jacob bragged about there because he was the, the one that stood. He stood yeah. behind and said, Jordan yeah. Love's not going to ball like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking the Chiefs. But he called Jordan, us crazy for that one. Yeah, and the thing I, is – I was on you guys. I really, I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? You're really picking the Packers? I couldn't believe it. I think oh. The way the Chiefs played on offense, the Packers should have won that game. Yes, they really should have. Yeah, they could have. They should have got at least fourteen points because Kansas City's defense still isn't that good. They just he couldn't adjust to the blitz. They did things a little late as far as like the adjustments on offense. But yeah, I'm right there with you, eating off the same play with that one. Yeah, and you know, it, I, I didn't want to brag about that one because they won thirteen to seven, where I thought they were going to yeah. score a lot more points. But Green Bay's defense really showed up. So. That's another thing that a lot of people thought they were missing. And, you know, they get Aaron Rodgers. If they, oh, my God. If they get OBJ, then, woo, really watch out. And, by the way, yeah, my Tennessee Titans, uh, 
Still in the hunt, baby. Now Derek Henry. That's a, that's right. a good one right there. Yeah. Uh, right. Speaking of Super Bowl picks, that's where my crow is going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had so much, like Nikki said, I had so much crow to eat. I had crow lambs, crow bites. <laughs> <laughs> crow tacos, crow yeah. like sandwiches. I could have like, oh, chose man. from so many different things to eat yeah. crow on. Uh, but I decided to go with my Super Bowl picks. So the Bills, who I picked to win the Super Bowl, lost to the Jags. And San Francisco, I just got to give up on that pick. <laughs> it's probably the, the worst yeah. Super Bowl pick I've made for them to go and get molly whopped by yeah. the Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. Colt McCoy, who, who knew? <laughs> still out here in the, in the league oh, doing things, man. So, yeah, after that loss, I got to give up on my San Francisco 49ers pick and eat crow on that one. So, once playoff time come, I can't wait to reset and make another pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm not giving up on the Bills yet. I think it was just a weird, a super weird game. Yeah, yeah. But for the San Francisco 49ers, I have to go ahead and officially give up on that one. Sorry, my, my. Sorry, my guy. No, <laughs> hey, man. Look. I was excited when you picked him. I'm like, he knows more than I do. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's a chance, but nah, nah, it just ain't happening. So Trey Lance, get healthy, then just get his ass in there and let's start going. You know, let's figure out what the future is going to be. Mikey Patton, real quick, saying the only place the Miami Dolphins season could be saved is if they go to church on Sunday and give their life to Jesus. (laughs) Oh, boy, Mikey bringing the heat right there. Damn. Oh, man. All right. So bragging rights and crow bites, D. I love this segment, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's man. Great. I'm glad we added it in because like, it's, it's therapeutic to brag sometimes. When they're, and then the, the crow bites is also therapeutic to get those out. So, got to take that bite. Yeah. All right. You guys are going to hate your records. You really are. Let me say mine first. Oh, like, do we have to? Yeah, we have to tell you. No, we got we to gotta tell the people what's up, man. We got to <laughs> let them know. I mean, they're listening, they're watching. You know, we, we got to tell them the truth. Oh. So, all right, let me start. Um, because I went against you guys so much and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thought I might have been crazy this week, I actually ended up 9-5, and five, which I'm not extremely proud of. But, okay, 9-5. and five, I only double-locked, missed out on the Bills, obviously. They mm-hmm. completely screwed me over. But the two of you, <laughs> I cannot believe it, but you went 6-8. 6-8. and, eight. Six uh, and eight. Ouch. Oh, God. Just such a bad week. <laughs> Fan card. We have podcasting card handed in. Yeah. Just do the rest of the show. Just week nine. Week nine was look. Nobody had anything right. You know that was yeah. a tough. I, I just got lucky. You know I had that. You know old man gray hair, little luck thing coming in. You know thinking back to like the nineteen eighties or something. But I'm gonna make yeah. it a little bit worse for you guys. I'm sorry. D, you single locked for the first yeah. time in the history of the show. Nikki unlocked. There was oh. no. Oh. <laughs> Oh, None. my God. Oh, my God. The Bills in New Orleans and um, shoot. Who was the other one? I had it up for a quick group. Sorry, what Nikki. I, like, I'm, like, I'm getting on Nikki right now. Like, I'm really trying to embarrass her. I feel really bad. <laughs> uh, you cannot embarrass me. I this is just like, continuing crow bites. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> that segment going. And Dallas, too, who I, again, we yeah. can't, none of us can believe that freaking happened. That's yeah. just unreal. So, damn Saints. Like, I thought for sure they were going to beat Atlanta. Like, um, me too. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, we decided not to play for three and a half quarters. We didn't deserve to win that game. So, I don't know what happened. Crazy. Crazy. Well, oh. 49ers didn't decide to play at all. So, at least we got that on us. Mm-hmm. And going to our ranting recap now, which brings me right into the 49ers. And D, you said it. Forget about the Super Bowl. 
Forget about play. These guys are not contenders at all. Will they give you a tough game once every three or four weeks? Yeah. But that's all you're going to get out of them. That is it. Look, am I blaming everything on Jimmy Garoppolo? No. I'm putting a lot of the blame, like I said last week, Dean, you agree with me, on Kyle Shanahan. They're not calling the right place. I don't know what they're doing. They abandoned the running game way too early. They put it on Jimmy G, who is not the guy who you want to go win a game, even though he has proven the past he can bring a team down in the fourth quarter. But with Debo Samuel making all these plays, look, you got to get other people involved. Ayuk got involved a little bit last week, but, again, they got crushed by Arizona. So with Colt McCoy at quarterback, I mean, I mean, you got to be kidding me. So the 49ers out, not contenders. I'm done with them. For the year, I love them. I always will. I'll always root for them, and I hope they do win every single week. But I know it's not going to happen, and that's why I'd be objective and I pick against them, Nikki. I have to do it, like you do with the Giants. Yeah, no, I have to pick against. It's just too hard. It's yeah. too hard to pick your team to win, unless you're like the Saints or something. Like it's just too hard. Like yep. I can't yeah. have that much hope in my life. I can't. I just, <laughs> no. no, I can't do I've it. I feel it. for you, Jay. Though I'm just yeah. like, oh god, because they should be better. They should be so much better. But they should be. I'm like, they're healthy. Well, they were healthy to start the year. I'm like, they're right. healthy. They're coming out. Like, last time they were healthy, they were in the Super Bowl. So I'm like, yeah. this could be like right. a little sneaky pick. Yeah. It was just sneaky wrong. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Nah, but even I thought they were going to be a hell of a lot better than they are, and it's just not happening yeah. right now. Terrible secondary. We can go on forever. But uh, that's my first part of ranting recap. Damien, you let me in perfectly with that. Um, so let's hear yours. What's your first? My first takeaway from the week was that in a week where everybody seemed to be children, the Patriots showed it they're the grown-ups of the league. They Ooh. took care of business with no no worries. Like they made sure they went in there, took care of business, uh, really shut down your guy, Sam Donald. I gotta mess with you about that for the rest of the oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. That's fine. But uh but no, nah, they look like a legit squad. And when they're able to take care of business and win the games they're supposed to win now because now they're going to come across teams where we expect them to win games. Yeah. So I think they're really starting to turn the corner. So my first takeaway is that the Patriots shown that they are the grownups of the NFL this week. I think that's really interesting. I like that. Mac Jones growing up real quickly, the young little boy that he is. Yeah, they're five and four. Um, They're really good on the road. They beat the Chargers on the road, on the road the week before that. So not bad right there. I like that takeaway. Nikki, what do you got first? Uh, so my first takeaway is the Titans are a weird team to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I watch them and I'm like, oh God, you know, it's just yeah. like they're stuck, like in neutral. They just can't get going. Like mm-hmm. you get 195 yards offense this week. Now I get it. It was the Rams, but the Rams had a really off week. Another team I'm pissed at. I'm just uh, like throw <laughs> out week nine. I'm over it. It was um, a weird week. But then you just, like, look at Tennessee, and then they have, like, these big statement games. So sometimes I just don't even know what to make of them. Like, And then you think, this defense is stepping up. Do they have the offense to hang in the rest of the AFC? I don't know. Their offense literally runs through Derrick Henry, so that might take a minute for them to kind of get their, their footing, so to speak. But they have shown that, like, when everyone says that they can't, they friggin' show up. And that's the type of team you need to be – afraid of because we all know what happened when everybody said the Giants couldn't do it. joke. So I'm just saying those are the teams, you know, you kind of, they're a weird team to me, but if anything, they friggin' show up and step up when they need to, they they do have these statement wins that make you go, okay, wait a minute. Like they can be a real contender here. 
Yeah, D, they've had those games where it was 34-31, and then, you know, they'll show up like last week. It was 21-3 for a while. I forgot what the final score was or whatever. But I think the key thing is, uh, is their defense is starting to play well. Yeah. Yeah, now that defense is showing up. I was actually a guest on a Titans podcast yesterday because the Saints are playing the Titans this week. Right. Um, so big shout out to Tighten Up. Uh, and let's be real uh, over there. Big shout out to them. And on the podcast, he was talking about how they have they already have more sacks this year than they yes. had all of last season. All of last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. They only had 19 sacks all of last season. I think they have 23 so far this year. And when you're getting pressure on the quarterback, it makes everybody else in the defense look better. The linebackers look better. The secondary looks better. So even if you don't believe in their talent, the front four getting there without blitzing all the time, without having to bring in extra people, that makes everybody look better. So that defense is going to look better because of it. Um, Offensively, I'm still worried about them without Derrick Henry. Last week, their defense played so well that offensively they didn't have to do much. Adrian Peterson looks like he still has a little bit left in the tank. He's not on E yet. He's on that line right before E. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I got to go get gas a little bit. Like, that's where he's at. (laughs) But he's still got a little something left in the tank. So I think that there will be interesting, but it's going to be fun to see what happens when they don't get turnovers. And now you're depending on Tannehill without that threat of the play action that he normally has with Henry to beat teams. Can he do it? I think that's going to be the big question. Very interesting. Yep, I like that take. And yeah, one thing to add to that, maybe they're in the line for OBJ with uh, Julio Jones getting hurt. I don't know. Imagine having him out there and them changing the dynamic of that offense and Ryan Tannehill having all these toys to play with. Uh, yeah. I did brag about Julio Jones. I did call that. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we kind of actually, we, we all kind of did, really. We said it's not the biggest move in the world, but yeah. I, it yeah. could help somewhat. Now, she was, like, adamant. She knew yeah. she was like, this was yeah. not going to be a good year for Julio. Yeah. <laughs> so that's def- you were definitely on point with that one. Yeah. Yep. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah, let's see how he does the second half of the season. As I we'll think see. we officially reached the first half, you know, if we can even call it that. Who knows? All right, my next one, talking about the Tennessee Titans. Without Derrick Henry, if they continue to win, might want to consider Mike Vrabel for coach of the year. We've talked mm-hmm. about a few other guys who have been out there. Um, definitely not my guy, Brian Flores, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, John Harbaugh definitely was a, can- a candidate or yeah. still is a candidate, you know. Um, you know, who else am I missing? I mean, we can even go with, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur if we wanted to, you know, as coach of the year or something like that with for the sure. way they're playing. You got you to gotta put Kingsbury in there. I'm not a Kingsbury guy. Oh, boy. You got to put Kingsbury in there. Hard for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> the Cardinals are balling, though, so you got to put Kingsbury in there as well. Uh, my pick was Sean Payton with, if we continue to win, no Jameis, wide receivers being down. Oh, well. People, Sean Payton will get some votes, too. Oh, he'll get he'll get a lot of votes if that's <laughs> yeah, There's no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, without Derrick Henry, obviously things got to change. So, we'll see what Vrabel does. But uh, I think right now, what if they, seven and two there? They're definitely uh, – you know, they're in it, and that means if, you know, if you're one of the big teams in there and you get the top seed, which is very possible, could be coach of the year. So that's my second takeaway. What do you got, D, for your second? So we talked about this game a little bit, but I just wanted to double down. Kansas City is who they're showing us they are. They are a mediocre football team. Uh, the defense got lucky because they were going against Jordan Love, who's clearly not ready to play yet. Then they made him look better. But even Sorison still got beat. For one touchdown in this game. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they still have that issue. But offensively, Pat Mahomes had what 163 yards passing. 
he did have a great play at the end to like seal the game where he went out to the right, found Tyreek Hill for the third yeah. and ten. He can make those plays, but something's going on with that offense. Andy Reid, we know, hasn't forgotten how to call plays, or Eric Bieniemy hasn't forgotten how to call plays. Like they, these two guys are offensive geniuses. So what's really going on? And I was listening to the Mina Kimes podcast, and she was talking about how Travis Kelsey isn't beating press coverage like he used to. And that might be a big thing where if teams are able to get physical with Travis Kelsey, now you know, okay, we could go one-on-one with Travis Kelsey with a physical cornerback, and now we double Tyreek. Where else are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Right, And those other wide receivers aren't really weapons unless the whole team is balling. Like Hardman has kind of disappeared. You – don't really have another weapon there for him to go to. And running back-wise, they don't use their running backs in that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that this team is showing us who they are. But the crazy thing is they're going to make the playoffs. I believe it, too. <laughs> looking at that division, they're only a half game behind right now, the leader yeah. in, in the Chargers. So the Chargers have kind of shown some weaknesses these last few weeks. The Raiders are going through all the stuff they're going through. Uh, and you, that division is right there for the taking. So I feel like they're going to be a team that makes the playoffs, and people are going to be like, oh, the Chiefs are in, and then it's like they're going to get whooped in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that may happen. That may happen. They do seem yeah. to get better as the year goes on. We'll see, you know, how that does come to fruition. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't want to hear anymore that they miss Sammy Watkins so much. So that's bullshit. That's not the reason why they're not doing well on yeah, offense. I mean, he's Sammy's, barely even strong. Yeah, so he's a good player, but he's not a – we miss Sammy Watkins so much. Time. Yeah, I know. For real, right. we miss Sammy Watkins. Please stop saying that. I mean, really. These are like professional experts. Oh, oh they miss Sammy Watkins. No, they don't. Give me a it freaking break. Sammy Watkins, okay? <laughs> what let him go Josh, for a reason. Josh Garden just done? What happened with him? Who, who's that? Josh, Josh Gordon. He's still there, but he's there wearing, I think, number 19. But no, is he wearing 19? Joe Montana wore that number for the Chiefs. But nevertheless, anyway, um, uh, yeah, he's there. But it's just like we talked about a few weeks ago. What is he going to bring to the table? I don't know if him and Mahomes have that rapport yet. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they need to yeah. practice more, <laughs> which they do all week freaking long, as we talked about earlier. So yeah. get it together. All right, Nick, what do you got? Um, so speaking of the Cardinals, I just wanted to point out that, damn, this defense is like championship level defense. Like, again, the third game, they got five sacks. Like, they are for real. Like, they really, really, really are. And we all know defense wins championships. Um, I just, I don't know. They can complement a high-powered offense, but they can also carry that team when they need to. And they are just playing out of their minds. So, yeah, I think they're championship level right there. Yeah, D, I know, you know, we were unsure about them. The first time they played the Niners, you asked me, does that look like a championship team? I said, no. But then they started playing defense again. Yeah, it's a different Uh, story now. Yeah, they didn't in that game. Like, they didn't look like a championship team the first time they played you guys. So that's why I was thinking this time around, no Kyler Murray, no Hopkins, a team desperate. San Francisco could get this one. Uh-huh. Um, but now that defense, like you said, has turned their page. And this is without JJ Y, who was playing well before he got hurt. This team is for real. Like I ate my ate my crow on it. I will continue to. Like I already got my it's a buffet of crow today. And <laughs> <laughs> like I'm and I'm gonna add the Cardos and the the fondue of crow <laughs> that I'm eating today. So yeah, now nah, it's they are legit. That's a great take. 
Yeah. Yeah, really something else. Uh, very surprised right there. Look, I'm not going to lie. Adam last in the division right there. So they are sitting at the top and they're doing a hell of a job at it. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about their uh, their upcoming game this week and everything and all the other ones. Uh, we guys talked uh, – look, my third takeaway, we talked about the Ravens earlier. And, Nikki, you said they just know how to win. Lamar just figures it out and they win all these close games, whether it's him running the ball or finding Marquise Brown downtown – or Mark Andrews over the middle. It yeah. just seems that at the end of the game, they have it. They know what to do. And the confidence just builds up in them. And then it builds up on the defensive side of the ball. They know how to win these close games. They figure it out. And, you know, that was – look, talking about Crow, Ali Crow, I didn't think Baltimore was going to be that great this year. Are they a great team? I don't know. But you know what? They're doing amazing things without key parts of that offense and yeah. defense. And Lamar Jackson is making it happen. So I'll eat crow right there and give credit to the Ravens for being able to win those close games, Nikki. So uh, both of you guys, you know, so far, great call having Baltimore in the playoffs where I did not. Yeah. Yeah, but Baltimore, they just, as an organization, <laughs> it's hard for me to just count them out anytime because yeah. we haven't really seen them be, they had a couple of bad years, you know, the Kyler, Bur- <laughs> Kyler Boyle, Boiler. Kyle Bowler, whatever it is. Bowler, thank you. Kyle Bowler era, you know, those years. But outside of that, they've been able to find ways to win and always be competitive. So it's hard to see them not. And now Lamar Jackson, I think, is taking another step in being great, which with him improving, how do you stop it? Like, it's it's crazy. (laughs) And they're doing it with nobody, practically. And yeah, that's like, <laughs> I was like, they got all the washed up running backs. Yeah. <laughs> Devontae Freeman's running the ball like I, crazy. <laughs> he was in the in five years. It's so true. Latavius Murray. I know. It's so true. I was like, is that Devontae Freeman? Like, he was on the Giants for a minute, didn't right, he? Right. Like, literally nothing. Uh, you know, so like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. You got uh, Le'Veon Bell out there with the wide receiver number on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah confusing the hell out of me. Yep. yep. Yeah. He's doing, yep. Was it 17 he's wearing? Yeah, so, 17. Oh, my God. That pisses me off that so should, much. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed for a running back. Oh, like, that is so disgusting. That's the worst. Like, that's yeah. so disgusting. 17 for, 17 for a running back is nasty. Like, oh, I know Mark, Mark Ingram was very upset that he had to get, with four, get 14 because 22 was already taken. <laughs> yeah. I thought he, he did that because Kamara wore 41 and they were going to do some, like, you know, you know, running back thing. Like, oh, yeah, we have the opposite they, number. They, yeah, they are really close. So, that could have been the final decision. Like, maybe I'm 14 maybe. now because. I can't get 22 because uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who wears 22, is willing to give it to him. But you can't switch numbers in the year. So you have to wait till next year to give it to him. Oh, actually, I, you know what? I didn't even know that. I thought that they could do do that. I did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. Oh, good call. I learned something today. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So that's my Ravens takeaway, which I also am eating crow on. So, D, what's your third? Uh, for my third takeaway, uh, I had here, oh, Philadelphia. Why did it take you so long to run the ball? Like, that was the big adjustment they made. <laughs> it was like, oh, let's run the football sometimes. Yeah. And now they look like a competent football team. Like, they played the Chargers very tough. The Chargers had to pull out a last-second field goal to win the game. And the reason they're in that game is because they're balanced now. You're not asking Jalen Hurst to just go back and throw the ball every time. Right. And it, which would be hard on any QB. And you're putting that on Jalen Hurts, a second-year guy who we knew had to develop in the league. So now you're running the ball. You look like a competent football team. So, yeah, teams, don't outsmart yourself. 
be balanced. Yeah. Run the ball. Yeah. Like, help your QB out. So that's my yeah. third takeaway. Like, why did it take Philadelphia this long to realize, oh, we can run the ball sometimes? And we're it's Philly. Because <laughs> it's what they do. It's right. forever for them to – like, they don't even play until the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, and they come back, <laughs> sneak up on your ass, and win the game. That's what they do. <laughs> It's like the Andy Reid, Donovan McNam passing, passing syndrome, you know, just like kept yeah. on going in Philly or something like that. But, yeah, you give the ball to Jordan Howard, you know, things are going to happen. I mean, the guy can play football. So I'm with you. And Jalen Hurts, you know, not your prototypical quarterback, but, man, is he a football player. That guy can make yeah, some serious man. plays. Um, Nikki, before we go to yours, Nathan, uh, what's up to you, bro? Um, we appreciate Hi. it. Of course, he's going, let's go Cowboys. It'll be a different week next week. Um, we did give our thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr. real quick, but just to let you know, we debated between Green Bay and uh, the Saints a little bit. You know, we talked about Kansas City, maybe even the Titans. But, Nikki, we ultimately went with Green Bay. And, Damien, you still, still think New Orleans might be the right, right place for him? Yeah, depending on his mindset. If he thinks he can be the difference in New Orleans as far as offensively, I can see him choosing New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we're going back and forth. And, Nathan, you tell us where you think he's going to go, actually. But, Nikki, why don't you hit up your third? Well, this actually plays great into my third thought because I don't care what anybody says. Cleveland played a hell of a game without him. Baker Mayfield maintained hey. perfect QB rating, 158.3. That defense went off. Okay, listen, this is exactly what happened with the Giants. He did all this stuff with, you know, just uh, you know, everything was Eli's fault and the coach's fault and can't see the field and this and that. Listen, it was a lot. It was offensive line. Nobody's healthy. It's the same shit we've been dealing with for 10 years. He's off the team. Oh, what do you know? Eli has a fantastic game. The offense opens up. I think we won. <laughs> like, <laughs> just uh, It just seems to be a pattern, okay? So he leaves, and then all of a sudden – offenses it's like somebody lifts the lid off a pressure cooker and they can just okay play with you know their style offense instead of feeling stress and pressure to get him the ball so Cleveland had a hell of a game and I think that they're probably happy he's not there yeah I gotta say you know look I I was gonna say the same thing it's not in my ranting recap but I was gonna mention it's like wow Odell Beckham out Baker does better throwing to people's Jones, you know, Landry getting other people involved doesn't feel maybe the pressure that you got to get it to Odell. And they just never had the chemistry. I wrote an article about it on third and three podcast.com. You guys could check it out. Just never had the chemistry over there. So that's, it was a funny move to me to begin with. The only reason why I thought it would work out is because Jarvis Landry was his best friend. So maybe they could figure something out over there, but I don't know. We're going to find Odell's going to get signed within the next day or two. That's for sure. And, Nathan thinks that, you know, it could be the Chiefs. Two teams that we didn't say, the Patriots. One is I do actually believe that he is possible to go to the Patriots because, you know, Randy Moss, it took Josh Gordon, you know, Antonio Brown, even though it was for like a game, (laughs) you know, I mean, they're willing to take those risks. And the Rams, I don't know if they need him now, but no more more Jackson. They got Van Jefferson. I don't know if they would go out there and grab him and pay him serious money, but gosh, if they did get him, that would be uh that would be a nightmare. I wonder if Baltimore is interested. I was just gonna say the Ravens. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, they oh man, if they had him as Hollywood aside, Brown you know, is playing a lot better, but he's still I don't think of him as number one. So yeah, I hear you. Number one, yeah, it'll be something to see Lamar right. Jackson throwing OBJ the ball. Right. Not and right the division also. Right in the division, playing playing Cleveland. Yeah. Oh man, would he get back at them? I could see him having a huge day. That would be crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, um, speaking of that division, we just talked about Cleveland. 
the other team playing on that field we thought was a good team what is going on with cincinnati <laughs> like like i'm oh my god yeah i'm just so shook by this because they beat baltimore and i was like okay this is it this team yeah is it. yeah i think this team is going to be good to go and then they go lose to the jets you're like okay they had a letdown they come off this high of beating baltimore you go to new york and you take them for granted it happens right yeah mm-hmm. i even mentioned it before we guys like this is gonna be a maturity game for them we said it could be it was a classic trap game so yeah. like all right they fell into a trap young team this week even if they didn't beat cleveland it should have been competitive like yeah. the fact that they got blown out of the water is what's alarming to me in this one and we can't just chuck it up to the weird week because they just got beat by the jets so now it's like what's going on cincinnati were you just fooling us the first, you know, the first half of the year? Can you actually put together a full season and be a good team and not just be the Bengals? So I'm really looking at them with the side eye, like, yo, <laughs> what's going on with the Bengals right now? No, I know. And, you know, Nikki, I know that you were big on the Bengals. And you know what? They're definitely better than, you know, obviously we thought they were going to be. I think they had five wins all last year and they're five and four now. So we know they're going to do yeah. better. But, it is oddly strange that they lost to Cleveland that bad when Cleveland was, you know, seriously, you know, banged up. They didn't have their, you know, the full complement of guys and everything like that to lose to the Jets. Okay, maybe a trap game, but um, damn, now you got to wonder. It's like, is is the defense, you know, are they starting to really figure out? Is is it more film that they're watching on Cincinnati and starting to figure out what Jamar Chase likes to do and maybe double him up with the safety over the top, take away that number one weapon and have to, you know, rely on T Higgins, who was a good player and everything like that. Um, and, you know, and Joe Mixon, of course, but maybe it's not flown right now. Do you think they'll get back to where they're at, Nikki? Or where they were, I should say? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But, I mean, compared to where they were, this is a drastic improvement. Like, think about where where this team has been the past few years. And, yeah, I think that's part of it. The league's starting to figure things out. But I I think they will figure it out as well. They have way too much talent on that team not to. So, um, you know, hang in there. Like, compared to where you guys were, this is leaps and bounds. Not a quantum leap, but leaps and bounds better. So, and like you said, they're going to make noise. That's a tough division. And and they're proving that they're, you know, on the way up. So. Look, you said it's a tough division. This isn't my fourth ranting recap, but real quick, I mean, every team in that division is over 500. The Bengals and Browns are five and four. Baltimore, as we know, at the top at six and two. But how about the Pittsburgh Steelers at five and three? Now, we we talked about them. We we didn't think they were a playoff team, but they could be a team on the cusp. I don't know with the way that defense is playing, and if they can improve somehow on offense. I don't know. Maybe we sell them a little short, D. Yeah, they're starting to get together with the running game, and that's what's been the big difference for them because Roethlisberger still isn't playing, like, great, but right. they've been able to run the ball, and off of that run, you can quarterbacks can really work well behind it if they're not at their top level. So with Najee Harris really getting to his rhythm and offensive line, playing a lot better, like, watching that game, sort of open up some more holes against Chicago, who's a good defense. Yeah. Um, so I think that the Steelers may surprise us. I mean, I have to eat crow on that because I was very adamant on them having the down year this year. Just like, this is the year that Mike Tomlin finally goes under 500. He just doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not what he does. So, you know, you've got, I shouldn't have disrespected you, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> never disrespect Mike Tomlin on this show. Ever. Never. <laughs> never. I'm never going to do it again. But, yeah, nah, so it's – it's possible that they could be a team that could be because the AFC right now, like 
just I'm sorry to derail the conversation, but with the AFC, there's no team that really stands out as this is the team. The NFC, you got the Cardinals, you have the Packers. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, we know those teams are like the top two. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kind of kind of catch up. AFC, we have no idea who that team is who should be in the front right now. We thought it was Buffalo, but they, you know, I hear lose to the Jaguars. Yeah. It might be Baltimore, but then Baltimore have a game where like, okay, that didn't make sense for them to lose that one. Cincinnati, yeah. they're going to lose a streak. We just don't know in the AFC. So any team could really take in the AFC. I don't have I have no idea who's going to take it. Yeah, right now, you know, Tennessee is on top. Anything can change. And, Nikki, I would say maybe even the best teams in the league, maybe four or five of them come from the NFC before we go to the AFC. If we're talking about Green Bay, Tampa Bay, um, maybe Arizona, the Rams maybe if you want to put in there. Uh, You know, even the Cowboys, even I know they had a bad loss this week, and I understand that. But before we get to the AFC, yeah, there's like, you know, I thought the Bills were like that complete team, but you can't freaking shit the bed against the Jags like that. And be- <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Like, what did I even say to you guys? Like, struggle bus? Like, what? Like, can they just score points? Like, what the hell happened there? That's not my fourth one either. But you know what? I'm tossing out my my fourth, my third, whatever, was that the Colts defense can't stop anybody. But, like, I think we just need to pivot. And what what happened with Buffalo? Like, wh- yeah. yeah, I think it was the curse of Josh Allen. Because yeah. <laughs> he went on the Manning cast and lost the next week. You know, every active player that has gone on lost the next week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That. It's probably because they're taking shots at Hennessy before they go play. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, for Buffalo, it could have been that typical trap game. But the fact that you only score six points against Jacksonville right. is completely yeah. worrisome. That is just like, what the hell? Get it there. Yeah. This will be the most intense week of practice they've had in a long, long time. There's no sure. doubt about it. Yeah, I can see a lot of yelling going on. Yep. No question. Uh, let me give my last one. Nikki, you're going to love this. I, I, I'm becoming a huge fan of Daniel Jones. He shows so much heart in the game, running the ball, putting his head down, getting those extra yardages, you know, obviously, you know, throwing to whoever the hell is left at wide receiver over there. I mean, relying on freaking Ingram is like, Oh my God, please help me. It's almost blasphemous. But what he's doing to keep them in games with the whatever offensive line, I just love, you know, again, I'm not calling him a top quarterback in the league, but the heart that he shows, Nikki, is tremendous. And I'm becoming a huge fan. Yeah, no, he does. He definitely does. He has improved. Look, like I said, as long as I see improvement, I'm okay with, you know, this whole rebuild thing. And, and he's showing improvement. And I think a lot of it is Jason Garrett's play calling. We know I'm not a fan of that. Um, Evan Ingram, yes, has been stepping up lately. He made two, you know, big catches the past couple of weeks. Woohoo. <laughs> I don't know where he's been the past four years. Just dropping yeah, right. balls like it ain't nothing, but okay. Uh, but you yeah, know what's so, what's so funny about that? What? Like, it was a struggle for Nikki to give her give him that credit. Like, yeah. He, he made two plays. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, right. Because <laughs> it's usually, like, drop, and it's crucial, right? It's, yeah. like, always a crucial moment. Like, again, you dropped the division against the Eagles last year, but okay. Um, You know, I just, great if he's improving. I'm all for it. But, yes, Daniel Jones is showing a, a lot of heart, and that goes a long way. Yeah, it does. Wow. It makes your teammates want to play for you, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That was my fourth one. Did we get to who's who's left? Did we get yeah, everybody? I, I did my four. We did, I, uh, I did. Oh, okay, rock and roll. All right, we did it. All right, excellent. So that is Mount Play, a play recap of week nine, which was just 
absolutely freaking insane. What a crazy ass week. It's yeah. nothing. But at least we get to cool off a little bit for a moment until the knowledge comes. But let's get it hot right now. I think it's very vital to rock. All right. That's right. That's right. On time. There we go, the intro song in the house for Knowledge with Nikki, like no other. What a segment we got over here cooking for you. You know we got it every damn week. It's happening. It's knowledge with Nikki time. And it is time for her to get back at us with her knowledge, bringing it on. Yes. What is the topic this week? What I love about knowledge with Nikki is that, you know, we've been, go- we've been doing the show for a long time. There's never anything to run out of. There's so many topics oh. to pick from. I'm sure there are. Yes, <laughs> there are. And you come up with some really creative ones. There's no doubt about it. So this this week, so I was inspired lately, you know, we did sandwiches last week and we're talking about records and this and that. So we're going to do a Guinness World Book of Records trivia. Ooh, okay. I'm going to get crushed on this one, but uh, D, let's give it a shot I over did, here. I, let's see, I did go to that museum one time. See oh, I oh. Yeah, let's see if I remembered anything. All right. <laughs> I might be screwed, man. I, I had the book for a long time, you know, I mean, but I don't know how far that's going to get me in this freaking deal over here. Oh, my Lord in heaven. All right. So Guinness Book of World Records, what, trivia basically is what we're going for over here? Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm giving I'm going to end up giving you a record and, you know, I'm going to have to answer. Okay. okay. Well, let's do it up then. I guess this is All where right. we're at. All right. Uh, I don't know. Who goes first this week? I have no idea. I, I believe it's me this first. Yeah. Yeah. D goes first? Okay. All right. Yes. Give me time to get my anxiety okay. down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D. Number one. What is the record for the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta? Wow. Fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta? Yes. I'm going to say 35 seconds. Jay? It's Guinness Book of World Records, eating a bowl of pasta. I'm going to go with um, nine seconds. Nine seconds? When noodles yeah. start shooting out your nose? <laughs> I don't uh, know. I just Guinness Book of World Records. I would think it's crazy. It's not. It's 26 seconds. Oh, okay. 26. Right. Oh, 26. All right, okay, what did you say? My thing is, what t- I said 35 seconds. Um, my thing is, oh, okay. what type of pasta though? Because if it's oh, like the spaghetti pasta, you could do like the one swoop, one swoop, and just try, <laughs> try to do it a uh, Garfield style. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. yeah, right. <laughs> All right, number Ooh, two, Lewis Georgiou of the UK. Is the current record holder for largest collection of Transformers memorabilia. How many Transformer items does he have? Wow. I'm going to say 1,057. Jay? I think it's higher than that. Um, But how much higher? So how many transforms in total? Um, 
items. I'll go with some, items. I'll go with somewhere like 20,000. 2,111. Oh, he wasn't Close that far eight. off. Not too far off. He wasn't far off. Should I give a bad. point? I feel like that wasn't too hey, bad. Hey, you're the judge. Absolutely. All right. I judge. think you should get a point. That wasn't too oh, bad. He's you. got in the, in the range there. Let's do it. Point it is. Done deal. All right. Number three. What is the record for most push-ups with claps in 60 seconds? Wow. That's yeah. not like something I probably would have done in the military. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can't imagine. Like, ugh. Yeah, push-ups with claps in 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 35. Jay? I'm going to say... Push-ups or claps in 60 seconds. I'll go 50. 90. Dang. Oh, really? Wow. Just. <laughs> That's crazy. Damn. Okay. All Word right. up. There we go. 90. Number four. Cody Jones is the current alphabet spaghetti champion in which he holds the record for the fastest time to arrange the alphabet from a can of alphabet spaghetti. How long did it take Cody to accomplish this? Ah, <laughs> oh, the facial uh, reactions are great. Cody, I must say, shout out to Cody, man. Obviously, <laughs> obviously Cody got too much time on his hands. And can you see the question one more time, do you mind? Uh, yeah. So. Our friend Cody Jones is the current <laughs> alphabet spaghetti champion in which he holds the record for the fastest time to arrange the alphabet from a can of alphabet spaghetti. How long did it take Cody to accomplish this? I, I don't know if I was getting bootleg spaghetti, but I never had the full alphabet. Like I was yeah. always missing like a Z or something. Yeah, like, like a right? Z, like a Scrabble. Q. Like I never had a Q. Like I never. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they got some good, uh, some good alphabet soup there because I never had a full alphabet. But I'm gonna guess it took Cody. I'm hoping Cody's like eight years old too. I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I'm guessing. Project. I'm gonna guess it took Cody a minute and ten seconds. Jay? Man, I was thinking somewhere. Uh, uh, 45 seconds. Three minutes and 21 seconds. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, man. These people suck in the Guinness Book of World Records. They got to up their game. Wow. All right, yep. Jay. Cha I, I sense a challenge. Like a Bring challenge. it on. Bring it on. I'm ready. I'll fucking put that alphabet together backwards. We gotta, we gotta add that to the package when we see each other and get the Airbnb. Yep. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll, we'll add that in. Word we'll games, the alphabet soup. What else? Steve yep. doing the push-ups. I'm doing none of this shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I am. I definitely gonna owe you one of the push-ups for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jay. Your turn. Ready? Oh, really? Great. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what is the record for most consecutive? Pinky pull-ups. Pinky pull-ups. Um, like, 
Yeah, like, what? like one. How are you even? Like your pinkies on the pull-up bar. That's what I'm saying. Like to pull yourself up with your pinkies. Yeah, that is nuts. This picture got like walk around with a pinky that looks like a thumb. Yeah, I mean, no, you gotta have like the biggest pinky in the entire world to wrap that shit around the bar, man. I mean, all right, so I'm thinking like Pedro Martinez like type hands where you just your fingers are like ET type of shit. You need real long. <laughs> um, so how many pinky pull ups in a row? Yeah, I'll go with um thirty five. I'm gonna go twenty five. Jay, I'll give it to you thirty six. Oh, you better give it to me, Ezra. Girl, come on now. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Maybe I won't. I just want to see that picture frame go flying one day. <laughs> That's all right. Behind you. One day the computer's going to be freaking tossed out. Yep, the whole thing. All right. All right. I got one. I'm proud of myself so far. All right. Number two. What is the record for most powdered donuts eaten in three minutes? It sounds awful just to begin with. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like the, the, the little, little ones. Little I, I, well, that's what the picture showed, so that's, that's what I'm <laughs> assume. In three minutes, I'll say sixty. Okay. The little ones. I feel like I might have hold the record for that. I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <called> Guinness. <laughs> Right, we gotta let them know what's up. Yeah, I know. I have to. We gonna we gonna try to break a record for sure when we. When yeah, we, we gotta do one of these. We gotta something. Do something. Um, but we not we not gonna do this one though. No. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't want no part of it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty. Nine. Nine. No. Again, this is. Path- Are you looking at the pathetic Guinness Record of World Records? <laughs> like for the record, it had to be specific records that. It were the easiest for someone else to beat. That was the theme. Oh, okay. Like, I feel like we could definitely do that because I thought it was like 80 or 90, but now you say nine. I'm like, oh, we could do that one. <laughs> Unless it's the big donut. Unless it's yeah. the actual real yeah, big donut. It's the big one, but still, I feel like that powder gets caught, you know? That's true. That might be what it is. Like, you can't breathe. Yeah, yeah I'm not down with that, but I don't know. All of a sudden, I, I found it. I feel compelled to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't know. I might give it a shot. <laughs> We're going to try to break a few. Thursday yeah, man. I think we can do this. World Records. We can do this. Then. <laughs> All right, Jay. Number three. Okay. Kelvin Medina from the Philippines is the current record holder for fastest time to eat a 12-inch pizza using a knife and a fork. How long did it take Kelvin to eat the pizza? Why does Calvin know this is a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say four minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, D? That's probably my old. With a knife and fork, 12-inch yep. pizza? 12-inch pizza. See, I'm a, I'm a pizza connoisseur. Ah. So, you know, I got to really think about this and put it in my mind. You know, how would I do it with a knife and fork? Which... First of all, you wouldn't. You that's, wouldn't. Right. that's the thing. <laughs> that's why it's kind of hard to, to picture the time it would take with a knife and fork with a pizza. Yeah. Um, if I see somebody doing that, I'm taking the knife and fork out their hands and be like, yo, fold this motherfucker and put it in your mouth. All right. Eat this shit. This, this is not American. You don't do this. No. <laughs> stuff over here. Well, he is Come from on. the Philippines. So maybe. 
Oh, fair that's enough. Fair. All right. That's fair. that's fair. They probably do a little different over there. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with two minutes. 23.6 seconds. That's insane. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I'll give it, I'll give him that. Yeah, bro. He's happy. That's crazy. But it doesn't wow. have the powder. It doesn't have anything to slow you down, really. So maybe I just. That's not. But so you had to pre cut it before, though. There's no way he's cutting as he's doing this. So right. that's right. interesting. That may be, that's a good point. Yeah. That, that sounds almost impossible. That, that's I'm, amazing. I'm thinking about going through cutting. Yeah, me too. Cutting. Yeah. Me too. How did I get through the crust? Like, uh... yeah, the crust part that got me. Oh, yeah, it's a you know you got yeah, more bread more going thick. there. There's no way it was a thick crust with 23 seconds. That'd be yeah, a thin like Domino's thin, thin crust. crust. Yeah. yeah, Domino's thin thin crust shit, something like that. But yeah. all right, all right, Jay, last one for you. Okay, I got here. We go. Got to get this one. All right, Silvio Saba built the tallest toilet paper tower. With 28 rolls of toilet paper. How long did it take him to do that? Oh, and the rule is he could only touch one roll at a time, if that helps you. How long did it take him to put 28 rolls of toilet paper on top of one another? Yes. Nineteen seconds. Okay. I'm gonna say five minutes 30 seconds jay I'll, I'll give it to you all right i got the last one. Oh, i take it two to one no i just pulled it out just pulled it out all right good job right. Jay. i figured it had to be the, the objects in your house because i was like going like this i'm like one two three four. i'm like thinking that in my head i'm like how fast can i do that shit and somebody's got to be faster than me it's only the logic you come up with all right, knowledge with Nikki action. All right, way to go. You got us again. Yeah, you got another, us again. Another great one. That was a good one. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Never <laughs> know what you're going to Some of these records for sure. Yes, like Nikki, yeah, look at the ones you think we could break for sure. Yeah. Uh, look at the I most think, fun ones. Yeah, to try. Probably the powdered donut, the toilet paper. I feel like you could. Yeah. I'm going to practice that. And that's, oh, I shouldn't have said that, actually. Okay. <laughs> I might give it a shot and see if I can beat that guy. What about the bowl of pasta? 26 seconds. That's crazy. I don't know. I can't I want to see what kind I'm of not pasta. a fast eater. Neither am I. I'm with you. I like to enjoy my food. I don't like to shove it. But I would try it. I mean, that's so maybe I give it a shot. If I have to throw up afterward, then you know what? So be it. But I like it. All right. Guinness Book of World Records knowledge with Nikki style. Excellent job. Which brings us to... Our freaky fantasy oh, football God. draft, and let's uh, go. I go another upset when Mike uh, Mike Smith got hurt because I couldn't. I was definitely going to be eating my bragging rights on my crow bites on how that went, and it was not a while before I got hurt. Actually, this is like got hurt. I know. I hate yeah. this week. The damn I numbers. Week nine, hate it. <laughs> it was tough. Hold on, let me second. Let me get the numbers. I apologize. Give me one second over. We here. don't need them. I'm, I'm sure we don't need them. <laughs> All right, you know what? All right, fine. We don't need the numbers, but I go first. Damien second. Nikki is third. That's fair enough. We don't need the numbers. We'll do it. All right. Did so I, lose? I know I lost. So you so came what? in third, but it's okay. It's so okay. You know we... Oh, now you want to change the rules again? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding You're, me? You change them every week. I I don't <laughs> even know how to play this game. 
I don't even know how to play this game. They've been doing it for a year and a half. You don't know how to play it? When they change all the time. That's fine. I'll continue to be third. Go ahead. You know what? If you want to go first, you no. got it. No. You want to go first? No. I'll tell you what. You get the first five picks. No. <laughs> no, go on. All right. We're going to do this uh, the real way where the winner gets to go first. Okay? So I will do that, and I'll get my go first ahead. pick. And I'll take for this week. Oh, let me just look at who we got. Make sure I actually want this person because I want to see if you guys have taken some of these people. Um, I'll tell you who I like, actually. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. We'll talk about it later. Chargers, Vikings. Let me go with Keenan Allen. I'll take my wide receiver first. Which brings it where if I could find my damn pen, brings us to D. So go ahead and give me uh, give me Damian Harris. I think he has a really big running game this week against the Browns. All right. Very possible. All right, Nikki, you get two picks in a row. Mm, two picks in a row. Um, yeah. Let me get um did I take Lamar Jackson yet? I don't think I did. Let's check it out real quick. Nope. All right. There you go. You talked him up big time. It makes perfect sense why you would take him. Yes. Good um, week okay. to take him too. I get another one, right? Yep. Um, who do I want next? I guess I have to like go for broke here. I'll take Devonte Adams. He's playing, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, yeah, he's good to go. All right. All right. So you got Lamar Jackson, Devonte Adams. Good start. D. You got Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. Who's your next pick? Let me go ahead and take. Let me take Tampa Bay's defense. Have I taken them yet? Uh, I don't believe so, but let's make a quick look over here. Let's check it out. They haven't really been that good, but going against Washington. I think yeah. I picked them up one week, but all right, let me just make sure. Damian. You said Bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, you Nope, you're good. All right, yeah, so I'll take Tampa Bay's defense. All right. Going with the D on the second pick. All right, I got two now. I got Keenan Allen. I also got – no, I don't – that's it. I, was, I got Keenan Allen, but I get to make two picks. Okay, let's see what we're going to do. Um, matchups also. Um, I'll tell you – I know it's weird, but I'll tell you who I like for a running back this week. And I know it's um, it's against the Ravens, but I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take Miles Gaskin of the Dolphins. Okay. He's been doing pretty well lately. I know he hasn't had the big yards, but he catches it a lot out of the backfield. So I think that they're going to rely on him a little bit this game. So I'll take him. I know it's a little that's bit a sneaky, of a way. That's a sneaky good pick because Baltimore secondary hasn't been the best this year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's possible. I think that he can get chunk yards out of the backfield. So maybe so. All right, so I'll take him. And, uh, yeah, I think that Dallas may get back on track this week. Um Oh shit! Who do they have again? Dallas? What? Atlanta. Oh yeah, Atlanta. Right. Um, give me CD Lamb. No, no, not CD Lamb. What am I talking about? I don't want CD Lamb. I want uh, Dak Prescott. 
CD Lamb. I already got my wide receiver. So I got Dak Prescott, Miles Gaskin, Keenan Allen, Damian. You got Damian Harris in the Bucks, and you get to make your third pick. My third pick. Let me get. Have I picked Tyler Lockett yet? I don't believe you have, but let's double check it. I'm going to make a print out of this list so it's easier for me to read. All right. <laughs> To go through like all I gotta look at it too for myself. I'm mm-hmm. I ain't kidding. Um nope. You're good. So I'll take Tyler Lockett. I think uh-huh. Russell Wilson coming back is gonna have a good reunion with his main guy there. I like that. I like that. Not bad. Going up against Green Bay this week. We'll talk about that game. You got Lockett, Harris, the Bucks. Nikki, you got Lamar, Jackson, and Devontae Adams, and now you got two picks. All right. I will take Najee Harris. Ooh, that's my boy. Going up against Detroit. Um, Let's see. I need a tight end. Oh, my God. These tight ends are like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take Zach Ertz, right? He's in uh, Arizona now. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good pick. All right, yeah, that was one of the ones I was thinking of. So I like that pick right there. All right, D. Uh, we got Tyler Lockett, Damian Harris, and the Bucks. Who do you got next? Quarterback or tight end? Mm. Have a damn it! I'm sorry again. Dude. It's all right. It's all right, man. You're my brother. I'll do anything for you. Have I picked Carson Wentz? I can't imagine that you would actually pick him, but uh, in the first few weeks. But let's check it out. I think I've got him on my real fantasy team. I think that's why I probably got confused. At. I know it's where you're getting mixed up, right? Like, where do <laughs> yeah. I have this person? I got him on one of my. I got him and Pittman in uh, in one of the leagues. So yeah, sometimes I'm I'm with you, but no, you haven't picked Wentz. So if you want him, you got him. All right, uh, give me Carson Wentz. I think it's a great pick. I like that a lot. All right, I need a defense and a tight end. Uh, so let's do this week against the Panthers. I'm not. I don't think they're going to put up many points at all. I'll take the Cardinals defense, which I have not taken yet, and I did triple check my handwriting. So let me get a tight end now. Um, man, I was talking a lot of trash about my team earlier. They play Monday Night Football. They're going to have to throw the ball around. It's going to go to Debo, but George Kittle's back in town. So you know what? I'm going to go with Kittle. I'll take him for my tight end. So that completes my team. Damian, you got Wentz, Lockett, uh, Damian Harris, and the Bucks. so you need a tight end. So for my tight end, I'm going to go at your guy. I call him Mo Alley. Oop. Yeah. I love it. My boy. That's right. Mo Alley, what? All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nikki, you got Lamar, uh, Najee Harris, Devontae Adams, and Zach Ertz. Defense you need. Defense is also Defense. a little rough. Uh, the matchups. I know. That's what I'm looking at. I, I can't I know really who you can take. Huh? It's tough to go on matchups, too, because it's – Oh man. Um, I guess 
I haven't taken the Rams yet. I'll take the Rams defense. Oh, okay. I didn't think you were going to go that way, but that's a good pick, unfortunately, for me. All right. Not bad. All right. So you close in now with the Rams. You got Lamar, Najee Harris, Devonta Adams, Ertz, and the Rams. Damian, you got Carson Wentz, Tyler Lockett, Damian Harris, Mo Alley, Cox in the house, and the Bucks defense. I got Dak Prescott. Got to have a better game than last week. Miles Gaskin, hopefully a sneaky pick. Keenan Allen. George Kittle, my boy, and the Cardinals defense, who we have talked about playing better. So that concludes Freaky Fantasy Football Draft. We'll find out who's going to win next week and who's going to go first. It's up to Nikki, apparently. We'll find out. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) She's the boss. That's the bottom line, all right? If you guys want to know who the boss of the show is, she is the boss, okay? What she says freaking goes, and that is the bottom line. And and that's good stone. I told you guys my favorite thing in school is to be the line leader. Like, I was like, line leader. Like, oh, man, this is the best assignment. I don't care. Like, people are like, oh, I want to be the messenger. Remember the messenger and, like, like <laughs> yeah. run the dittos to the other team? No, line leader is where it's at. I didn't want to be safety patrol because then I'd be snitching on everybody. No. I <laughs> like rules, so line leader. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you do a great job by leading. There's no doubt. Knowledge for Nick. <laughs> Nobody could do it better. There's no question. All right. We are on to our very last segment, my friends. It's week 10. It's the picks. I know that we're scared to make them, but we got to do it. Hopefully, it'll be better than last week. Let's start out with Thursday night football, which is tomorrow night. We're getting you guys ready. Ravens, Dolphins. Of course, we expect the Ravens to do big things. The Dolphins have been completely shitty lately. I don't know if Tours are not playing. Jacoby Brissett's coming in. Does it even freaking matter? I don't know. Thursday night football. I like the Ravens, guys, but... I think Miami does keep it close because the Ravens, I know they're traveling. It's Thursday night football. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that they're going that far. But it could have an effect on a short week where they're not putting up a lot of points. I like them to win the game 24-21, Nikki. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I think that the Ravens were going to hit a point where they're a little too much for Miami. So I Baltimore 31, Miami 19. It is my first lock. Oh, okay. Locking it up Thursday night. All right. We'll get to see. All right. Excellent. All right, D, what do you think? Clink, clink. <laughs> Lock it in. Okay. Uh, Baltimore 28, Miami 10. All right. We're locking it up on Thursday night after a crazy-ass week, but let's see what happens. Okay. I'm not locking it in, but I agree with you guys. Our next game, <laughs> the Bills and the Jets. Wow. Okay. So teams uh. that have fooled us all year long, especially the past four weeks, um, damn, Damien, what do you think? It's, uh, I think the game's in New York. I got to double check, but, um, what do you think about this one? In New York? I got to double check it. Um, yeah, it's in, uh, it's in New, uh, New York, New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, you know, take a team that I, I can't picture them losing two weeks in a row to two bad teams like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and give me Buffalo and I'm going to lock it in. All right, Buffalo and the lock. Yeah, 28 to 16. 28-16. Sounds like a nice lock over there. All right, Nikki, what do you think happens here? Buffalo on the road. They get right? I don't know. What do I know? I just have to <laughs> tell you, like, you say they can't lose to two shitty teams. I f- <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't think, but. I mean, I, I'm going to take Buffalo. I do think they get right. I'll go Buffalo 34, Jets 21. Okay. No lock. Not, no lock. I'm not locking it. Not locking it. No lock. Getting scared of them bills over there. Look, I'm not locking it either. I was very tempted to, but I have a few more games that I do like. But I am with you guys. I'll take the bills. 
to win it comfortably 27 to 13. So I'm with you on Buffalo. Going to our next game, we have the Bucks and Washington. And I do believe this game is in Washington. Do I think it matters? No, not one freaking bit. I'm going to lock this in. This is my first one. I think Tampa Bay comes out firing. I know that they got some wide receiver issues, but Mike Evans is there. I think Gronk is coming back. I'm pretty sure Chris Godwin is going to play. And they're running the ball well. So And their defense is getting better. So I'm locking in the Bucks. 33. Washington ends up getting a shitty touchdown at the end to get a 22. Damien, what do you think happens? I got Tampa Bay 30 to 17. Uh, not my next lock, but pretty confident Tampa Bay beating Washington. All right. Fair enough. All right, Nikki, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. What do I have here? <laughs> Tampa Bay 27, Washington 20, and as my second lock. All right. So we're both locking that. Nikki and I are in lockstep on that one. All right, let's go to our next game. We got Cowboys and Falcons. Okay, so the Falcons surprised us last week, but they have to go to Dallas to play a Dallas team who was pissed the hell off. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm locking that shit in. Dallas is winning this game 29-19, and the score really won't reflect how close the game is. I think Dallas will really take care of them, Nikki. Yeah, Dallas 34, Atlanta 27. All right. And D uh, Dallas 30 21. 30 21. All right. So it could be a fairly close game. We'll see. All right. I got two of my locks in. D, you got two. Nikki, you got two. Let's go to our next game. It is the Steelers who have been playing a lot better against the Lions who have never played well in their entire lives. So <laughs> see what happens. They have to go to Pittsburgh. I know funny things happen in the NFL. Is anything funny going to happen here, D? Nah, uh, it's going to be a pretty not eventful game. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to lock it in Pittsburgh, Detroit, and I got Pittsburgh winning 20 to 14. 20 to 14. All right. All right. So a close game, maybe, but a lock, no doubt, in Pittsburgh. All right, Nikki, do you agree the Steelers take this one over the winless Lions? Oh, yeah, I agree. Pittsburgh 29, Detroit 20, and that is my third lock. Well, you know what? We all agree on the Pittsburgh lock, and I didn't know if we were going to do it all year long, but now they're 5-3, and three, they're playing better, and they're playing the Lions at home. I got the lock 28-6. to six. I don't think the Lions are scoring for shit, all right? So give me the Steelers all day in that Thanks. one. Next, right. we got... Oh, I'm sorry, D. What? No, I was just going to say it's so crazy that poor Jared Goff still doesn't have a win without Sean McVay. Unbelievable. Crazy. Right? <laughs> I mean, what does that say right there? <laughs> uh, Campbell will be out of there before you even freaking know it. God, God can't win a game. Forget about it. All right. Moving on to our next one. We have, well, my kind of Titans, my AFC Titans over here, where I picked to go to the Super Bowl. Playing Damien's team, the Saints, this week. So the Saints got to travel to Tennessee. The game is outdoors. Does that make a big difference? D, we're going to save you for last. It's your team. Nikki, what do you think happens? Oh, my God. I don't know. Picking the Saints is just, like, maddening anymore. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, you want to. And then they just, like, have a terrible game. And then you go against them. They come back with a, a like, ginormous win. And that's what I think will happen this week. I think just when I would be down on them, they come back with a win. Uh, I'll go Saints 27, Tennessee 24. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. Sticking to it over there. And the Saints definitely have the capability to do it. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Titans are riding high. They're at home. 
I don't think that they're going to let, you know, it's definitely not a trap game. This is a real game. The Saints are a real team, but real <laughs> you know, you know, let's not, you know, let's not fake it out of here. So like a Jets or a Jaguars trap game, you know, they got to prepare for this one, especially that defense. But I worry about the offense. And if Tennessee is going to play as well as they've been playing the past couple of weeks, I really like them. So what do you think? Got to go with my Saints in this one. Uh, Tennessee is definitely going to be tough to beat. But I think that we are able to limit turnovers, even though our offense isn't really prolific. We don't turn the ball over that much. Yeah. So you limit turnovers against them and make Tannehill beat you. I think you can beat them. So I think that's what the Saints do. I got the Saints in this one. I'm going to go 24-21 Saints. All right. All right. So I am the Lone Ranger over here on this one with Tennessee. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, Going to our next game. This is a big one. I like this game, and I'm going to keep my eye on it. We got the Cleveland Browns against the New England Patriots, who have been doing really well lately. The game is in Foxborough. Uh, it's Bill Belichick's old, t- old team, really old team, versus you know like new team, if you want to call it, even though it's been the past 22 years or whatever year, whatever it is. Um, this game, guys, it's going to be a good one, Nikki. What do you got? Hmm. This one's probably the toughest one to pick, right? Cleveland yeah. Like, Looks like a new team, like – refresh like somebody gave him some botox like all fresh <laughs> stuff like and then you have like the patriots are are hot and oh man but i will say this patriots have lost to the cowboys and the saints they both have top 10 um rushing offenses i'm gonna go cleveland 27 patriots 24 all right nikki i really like your line of thinking right there i do think they get the win on the road and my my score is really close to yours, 23-20. I just think that the running game is what's going to be able to pull it out for them. I know that the Patriots are very sound on defense and they don't turn the ball over much. Um, But, you know, it is a rookie quarterback um, going up against what should be a tough defense, even though they haven't played that way consistently, D. But, no, I do like the Browns. I think their running game uh, takes it this week. So I'm going with Cleveland. What do you got? You mentioned a lack of consistency with – Cleveland's defense. Yeah. And the reason I'm going with the Patriots is because of that. I think the Patriots will be able to run the ball, uh, not ask Mac Jones to do too much. And that defense will be able, if any defense is going to really exploit the limitations of Baker Mayfield, it's going to be a Bill Belichick defense. Hmm. So I got the Patriots winning this one 24 20. Wow. All right. So we all got really close games with very similar scores. And uh, I like both of your logic on it. I really do. Um, I tend to agree with Nikki on this one with Cleveland, but if the Patriots win, will it surprise me? No, and they will go to six and four with Mac Jones just managing and doing what he's got to do. But uh, yeah, that'd be interesting if they get Odell Beckham on the side. We'll see if that it does happen. But let's go to our next game. We got the Cardinals, the Panthers. Guys, I already told you how I felt about this one. The Panthers just suck. It, it's over for them. You know, their defense is, is good, but when they're playing on the field for 45 minutes, it ain't going to work out. Cardinals 22, Panthers 13. What do you got, D? Arizona 28 to 14. All right. Going with Arizona. Nikki, trifecta? Arizona 32, Carolina 19. Oh, okay. So they're going to beat their ass according yeah, to oh, yeah, I think so. All right. <laughs> the next one, we got the Eagles and the Broncos. And this game, let me just check. I believe it's in Denver. Um We'll see if that makes a difference to either one of you guys. The game is in Denver. So Philly's three and six. Denver's five and four. They just came off a big win against Dallas. Uh, D, can they continue their run? I believe this will be the upset of the week. Philadelphia defeats Denver 24 to 20. 
Philadelphia has finally found the fountain of the running game. So they will continue to drink from that and they will win this game. The Broncos, I just don't believe in what I saw against Dallas. I think that was a one week thing. Hopefully they can prove me wrong, but me and Nikki both said we were done picking Denver, so I'm gonna stick to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I did go with Denver to make the playoffs. Um, however, I'm with you on this one. If there is an upset game of the week, I think that it is Philly. I think that Philly will beat Denver, and it won't be that close. I got a 26-20, Nikki, but I think Philly will actually win comfortably, and Jalen Hurts will have one of his biggest games in Denver. I could be wrong. What do you think? No, I am with you guys. I said really? that I was done with Denver. Yep. I <laughs> I don't know. Last week was like a, we'll see this week, right? If it's a if yeah. it's a sound, you know, beating, I guess, then then yeah, then maybe maybe I'll let them back in my good graces. Um, <laughs> Philly 23, Denver 17. Okay. All right. So we all got Philly in the upset in Denver at mile high. All right. They need their oxygen. Uh they need to have it, but they're a young team, so I think they'll be able to handle it. All right, very interesting. Going to the next game that we have, we got the Packers and the Seahawks, where Russell Wilson could be coming back. Will he be rusty? I don't know. I doubt it. Will Aaron Rodgers be rusty after one game? Probably not. So we could get one of them classic battles over there, but Seattle, not that great in the back end. Jamal Adams likes to come up to the line of scrimmage or even play linebacker sometimes, Damian. So can Aaron Rodgers exploit that, or will Russell Wilson pull out a miracle? Now I got Aaron Rodgers coming back and being victorious against the woke mob. <laughs> <laughs> got Green Bay winning 31-24. 31-24. All right. All right. So it could be a good game. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, Seattle has lost their last nine games at Lambeau. So I'm going to go Green Bay 24, Seattle 21. All right. And I think the streak will continue. I got a 27-17. I think the Packers will be too much with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones out of the backfield. And Seattle's defense just not good enough. Will they put up some points? Yeah, but the Packers' defense is playing much better. So I like that there. All right. Next, we got the Colts and the Jaguars, who <laughs> who got a win against the Bills. We're still just flipping out by that. Um, the game is in Indy. It's an early game, 1 o'clock. So Jacksonville, divisional game against Indianapolis. Um, man, I don't think Jacksonville's going to win again. I think the Colts are a good team, not a great team, but they'll be good enough to win this game, I think, Damian. It'll be close. The Jags will be feeling themselves a little bit. But I think that your boy for this week, Carson Wentz, will pull it out 23-20. So I got Indy, D. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts as well. Uh, on the Tighten Up podcast, or Let's Tighten Up, uh, they would like pick an upset, pick of the week. I was like, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I can't. I can't go with it. Uh, so I got to go with the Colts. I'm going to go 28 to 21, not like a crazy blowout or anything like that. All right. All right. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game also, Nikki. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I think Carson Wentz, that offense kind of got – Finding some rhythm a little bit, a little, you know, midway through the season here. But, uh, yeah, Indy 26, Jacksonville 16. Yeah, him and Pittman got a great connection. And Jonathan Taylor can run the shit out of the ball. He may end up the leading rusher with before the year mm -hmm. is uh, all said and done. So, yeah, they got good things going on offense, and they can play defense. And Darius Leonard is all-worldly at linebacker. Unbelievable, the things that he does. All right, uh, we talked about the Chargers, Vikings uh, a little while ago. They play each other this week. We expect it to be a pretty high-scoring game. Most likely the game is in L.A. 
where they don't have that many fans, Nikki, but um, all that matter. Chargers, Vikings, and L.A., who wins? Uh, I, got ch- <laughs> I think it's like another heartbreaker for Minnesota. I have Chargers 28, Minnesota 27. Man, man, Nikki, I agree with you also. I think that Minnesota, again, plays a really good game, but they end up losing it at the end. Charges 33, Vikings 28. So I got L.A. also, and I even feel bad picking it, but I got to go with the objectivity. Uh, D, what about you? Yeah, it's a trifecta on the Minnesota Vikings losing a close one. I'm going 30-27, Chargers. Okay. All right. We got a couple of games left. We all got our locks in, so let's hit up Sunday night football where the Chiefs, Got to get themselves right, man. But the game is in Las Vegas, where there could be a lot of Chiefs fans. D, we'll see. Um, you know, we saw what happened last year. You know, uh, obviously, um, Vegas had beat them the first game, and then Kansas City came back the second game, both high-scoring games. But what do you think happens in this one, in that first meeting this year? I think it's a close game, but I got Kansas City winning 21-20. to I think they just make enough plays to win this game. I think the offense for the Raiders is really going to miss Henry Ruggs. Uh, and it, it makes a big difference as far as them being explosive. So I think that lack of explosion will cost them in this one. The thing that worries me in this game, it's not so much the passing, it's the running game. If the Chiefs don't sell out like they did against Aaron Aaron Jones last week, excuse me, um, Jacobs and, and uh, Kenyon Drake can really hurt them. So they're going to have to concentrate on stopping that running game and really playing man-to-man, which can work out in their favor if they don't commit pass interference calls. Again, you guys know that I think the Raiders are Fugazi, so I think that Kansas City actually does win this game on Sunday Night Football on the road, 27-21. Nikki, what do you think? I think it's Kansas City 27, Raiders 24. Okay. I, I'm surprised we all took Kansas City, actually. I am. But uh, maybe they're on the rise, and like I say, Fugazi is woozing right down over there. So we'll see what happens on Sunday Night Football in Vegas, but we all got the Chiefs and I think we're probably all going to agree on the next game, which I'm not happy about. The Rams and the 49ers play Monday Night Football. So, yay, I get to watch my team lose another one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. They they just they can't win at home. They can't win anywhere. They can't even win in their dreams. All right? So, the game will, will be a little bit closer than people think, but the Rams will win comfortably 24-14, in my opinion. That's my team. There's another loss. Damien, what do you think? Yeah, I got to go with the Rams in this one, 30 to 17. Yeah. Yeah, they could score 30. They could. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, Rams 32, San Francisco 22. All right. So, uh, pretty comfortable win. We all got them winning pretty comfortably in this game on Monday Night Football, and that sucks. I mean, if we had to pick one game that we're wrong about, I, you know, D, you know, we, we all went with the Eagles. Maybe okay. The Browns, Patriots, that could be one that's really close. The Titans, Saints. Um, wow, I'm looking at Chargers, Vikings, Chiefs, Raiders. I don't know what out of those five games, two or three of them are not going to go our way. There's no doubt about it. I just don't know yeah. which, which one. We got, some, we got some good matchups this week, and like last week was so crazy. I think this week kind of comes back to a balance, though. I think we'll see a lot of, of the favorites win this week. Mm-hmm. Like those games in particular that you named are all looks like any kind of pick them game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some of these games are going to be really tough, Nikki. Like, you know, we went back and forth in our heads a little bit. We agreed on a lot of them. Some we didn't, but um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it should be a favorite week, but a lot of the favorites are on the road also. Yeah. If I had to pick a game I'm wrong about probably be Cleveland, New England. I could really Mm -hmm. see that going either way. 
Yeah. 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 Cleveland. We'll see. Yeah. Here we go. Week 10. Patriots. One thing at the Bats, I don't think they've won at home yet. Uh, they'll know. They won uh, uh, against the Jets. So they do have their one home victory against the Jets, actually, which I don't know how much that says. But, yeah, they're at home against the Browns. I'm definitely keeping my eye on that game. I can't wait to see it. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up starting tomorrow night all the way in through Sunday. Can't wait to watch it. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Before that, let's tell the people where we're at. Nikki, let them know the goods. The goods. You find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384. Uh, got a lot of below deck action. You know, I'm uh, Vanderpump Rules. You know what? I feel like I've made it in the Twitter Bravo reality TV world. <laughs> Bravo celebrities are actually retweeting me, like the people on below hey. deck on Vanderpump Rules. So, yes. All right. All right. Hey, you already made it, but now you're making it more. Even <laughs> rising up. Leaps and bounds, yes. Like the phoenix rising from the ashes all above and taking it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. And D, you've been pumping out the goodness, man. The greatness, I should say. Tell them where to find it, where to hear it, where to listen, where to watch, all that stuff. Oh, thank you. So I really appreciate it. So, yeah, you can follow me on all social media platforms at The Real Deal, WDA. That's the real deal. W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Most active on Twitter, basketball, football games, boxing matches. I'm live tweeting all that stuff and, you know, random stuff as well that I just have to ask throughout the day. <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that's the stuff I'm doing on Twitter. The podcast, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Search it, put the full thing like a pimp named Slickback. But The Real <laughs> Deal with Damian Adams. And you'll be able to find it on there. That's why I talk. NFL, but also NBA and boxing as well. and do it in my own special way. Go ahead. If you are listening to this one right now, go ahead and subscribe to Real Deal with Damian Adams. Continue that good content in your life. It lowers your blood pressure. Make sure that you're really <laughs> healthy and everything. So that's where you can find me. It's called The Real Deal because he gives you the realness. He tells you like it is, like he thinks, man. And D, you got a great mind. There's no question about it. So I love listening. I love, you know, reading your articles when they come out. It's just a beautiful thing. So yeah, make sure you guys check out third and three podcast.com where you can see everything. Power rankings will be coming out. We'll have our picks up there. You know, all that good stuff is coming up. So join along, put your picks up, you know, go against us if you want. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to send you a gift or anything, but you know, we'll give you a shout out, you know, we'll at least do that. And uh, you know, maybe meet up for a drink one day, but anyway, I am the sports profit sports profit one on Twitter. Uh, I like to think so. At least some weeks I'm not. Some weeks I am. This week, I guess I had it in me a little bit. Had a little winning going on. I did have the trifecta, the fantasy, the knowledge with Nikki, and the weekly picks. So that will all change next week, guaranteed. All right? I will be just thumped without a doubt. But um, had a great time with you guys. Always do. We're out for now, but we are coming back next week. Third and three podcasts. Here to 